Welcome back, everybody, to the Players Club Podcast, episode 42, coming to you with a new crew. Wow, I did not mean to even make that rhyme there. Um, I, I guess I guess I'm already feeling the vibe of this episode. This is going to be a pretty good one. Um, so, of course, if you've listened to the show before, you know me, Emmett Walkers Jr., those is with the mostest, I guess. Um, today, I am not joined by Al. He'll be back in a future episode, I'm sure. But instead of Al, we got another pair of all-stars. <laughs> I, I guess I use All Stars because I got to stick with the PlayStation All Stars branding. Um, so yeah, who am I here with today? So I'm here today with both Eric Jin and Kyle Stephenson. Of wait, did I say your last name right, Kyle? Yeah, you did. You nailed. Oh, okay, awesome. <laughs> you, I, it you got mine weird. wrong. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say your name? It's it's Gin. Oh, Gin. Okay, yeah. man. People say I, that a lot. Yeah, don't worry. I've heard Jin all the time. So it, it's all good. Well, it's okay. I was going to make some gin and juice references because I just downed a bunch of orange juice before I got on the mic. So <laughs> that would have okay. been a good if you, if you want to keep it as gin to keep the party going, that's fine by me. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure it's correct from now on. But um, yeah, both of you guys are here with me today. Uh, thank you all for accepting my gracious plea over the internet. <laughs> yeah, thanks for inviting us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh yeah, anytime, anytime. I'm glad y'all really, I really wanted to get a big uh, group of people on for this episode because today we're going to be talking about the Game Awards and our predictions for who the winners are going to be and just kind of reacting to the nominees in general and also picking who we would want to win each of these categories. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun one. Of course, that's going to be our special segment towards the back half of the show. But to start every episode, as we always do, we start with the What We're Playing segment. Um, a lot of next gen stuff in here, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, I'm sure both of y'all have the PS5, Xbox Series X, that type of stuff. Um, who would like to go first on this one? I'll let, I'll let y'all choose since I'm just going to gush about my stuff later. <laughs> you can go ahead, Eric, if you want. Okay. Um, well, I don't have the PS5 yet, so I'm, I'm still oh. rocking that PS4 Pro. Um, a fellow pleb. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Um, so right now I'm kind of like coasting until cyberpunk comes out. Mm. Um, so I finished miles about a week ago, got the plat for that. And then right now I'm at my second job, which is destiny two. So that's like all I'm playing until cyberpunk comes out. So it's, it's just destiny. I can't, <laughs> destiny's been around for years and years. I don't really need to describe it that much. <laughs> Because it's you play it for so many hours and it doesn't stop. <laughs> Have you been playing specifically that uh, Beyond Light content? Uh, yeah, I've been playing the new content and it's great. Uh, it's cool to wield the darkness powers, um, but yeah, it's fun to play. <laughs> it's just Destiny. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Huh. I, How I far guess are you into? Miles? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Emmett. No, no, you please go ahead. How That's far exactly are you in what miles? I was gonna ask. Oh, I, I platinum Miles. Sweet, same. Yeah, it's great. I, I'm the only one here who hasn't platinum miles yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will get around to it because I am. I really do enjoy Miles Morales, but it's just I I played it and it just felt like the the thing about Miles Morales is that I knew exactly what that game was going to be, and I played it and it met every single expectation I had. Surprised me a little bit, but it didn't like. It's not like the original Spider-Man where I was like, oh, this is going to be a great game. And then it was. And then I just couldn't stop playing it. This one is more, oh, it's going to be a great game. And I know exactly in which ways it's going to be great. 
So I played it and I'm still have every time I go back to it, I have plenty of fun, but it's just that case of like, I'll platinum it at some point. And plus, mm -hmm. since I'm playing on PS4, it's like I could always move my save over and finish the platinum there. So, you know, For that sure. internal tug of war. Um, but it seems like you're still enjoying Miles. So you went through New Game Plus and everything, huh? Yeah, um, I took like the weekend it came out. That's all I did. It was just I just played Miles. That's all it was. Uh, and I think I think you're right there. Um, if 2018 Spider-Man hadn't come out and this was the first Spider-Man game we got in a long time, I think this game would probably be right up there in the game of the year stuff because it is a fantastic game, but it is pretty much the same foundation as um, the 2018 game. It's just with Miles, and mm -hmm. that's not a bad thing, mm -hmm. but um, I can see why some people could say it's similar. So I get what you're saying with the um, with mm -hmm. Miles. Yeah, with the similarities. Yeah, I did. I, by the time people are listening to this, because I don't know if I've told you all this on air, but um, this episode doesn't come out until like, not this week, next week, like the 2nd of December. So it's going to be a while before people hear this. By the time this is out, uh, my review for Miles Morales will be out because I did finish writing that last night. So I have my full thoughts there about the whole game. So I'm not going to go on too much on this show because uh, I'm just going to, in the housekeeping section, I'll shout out the review. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a fun game. Uh, Destiny 2, though, I am very interested because I know you're playing on last gen like me. Are I'm, you... playing on my, I'm playing on my PC. Oh, okay. That's where you got to do it because yeah. <laughs> that high frame rate is something else, man. It's it's night and day. Like I played Destiny One all those hours on my PS4, and I loved it. But when I made the switch to mouse and keyboard and the higher frame rates, it's a completely different game. No pun intended. There, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic on PC. Yeah, definitely, man. That's I only play Destiny Two on PC nowadays, just just only because of the higher frame rates. Is I just can't go back to console, and that's one reason. Once I do finally get my hands on one of these next gen consoles, playing Destiny Two, 4K, 60 frames per second on the big screen instead of my monitor down here, um, that's just going to be like a whole new experience, and I'm super excited for that. Um, but yeah, Destiny Two. <laughs> it's hard to say something new about Destiny Two because it yeah. is effectively. <laughs> Very similar throughout the year. I had that same uh, feeling, actually, going back to Miles with the the performance mode, because I, I played it on PS5 and I was like, I'm, I don't see the difference between 30 frames and 60 frames. I thought I was one of those people, but I played through the entire campaign of Miles in fidelity mode and it looked drop dead gorgeous. Um, mm -hmm. And then New Game Plus, I turned on performance just to see the difference. I'm like, oh my god, swinging is so much smoother. And the combat feels so so more fluid, and I don't know if I can go back. It's it's kind of like a weird revelation <laughs> that I was not expecting to have. Yes, that is music to my ears. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have been I've been one of these people. Because I've never been like I've always been a person who always is going die hard for sixty frames per second. A lot of my favorite games run in sixty frames per second, and not even with the PC aspect into it because I didn't get a PC until what almost two years ago now, mid-2018. So I didn't really have that aspect going for me, but I've always talked about higher frame rates, what everybody should be aiming for. And it's very heartening to see people, not just in Miles, but also Dark Souls, which um, is going to be a pretty good segue for you, Kyle. Mm -hmm. um, and just some of these other games that also have high performance modes on PS5, people are starting to finally, 
I think people are starting to realize it now because in the past it was less that it was running at 60 frames and more that it was unlocked from the 30 frames. So most of those games last gen might have been running like 45, 50, not quite at that higher limit. Now everything's running lock 60 with very few dips and it's really becoming noticeable. And I'm so excited for people to start playing games on that more often because then developers will start aiming for that more often. And then I don't have to sit here and helplessly hope for, <laughs> you know, all these naughty dog games to run at more than 30 frames and stuff like that. So it's, it's very good. It's very good. I, I think Naughty Dog games, though, I think they're special. I think what makes Naughty Dog games great is because of how cinematic they are. And I feel as though once you make that 60, it kind of takes away some of it for me. Like, I know mm. playing the Nathan Drake collection at 60 frames was very nice, but I had already played the games before. And I remember, I don't know if you guys saw what, like, a Tom and Jerry cartoon looks like at 60 frames a second. Ooh, I remember seeing that. And that looks bad. <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, so I, I think there's some exceptions to our 30 frames if you're trying to make the game cinematic. Like Miles on PS4 at 30 frames still looks great. It plays great. Um, but yeah, definitely for like shooters and stuff, mm-hmm. if you're not at 60, I mean, it's it's tough, man. Yeah. Yeah, I can feel you on that. Just the more, more responsive genres, your fighting games, your shooters, all that type of stuff, definitely... Aim for 60 frames if you're doing any type of quick action. But, you know, something like Life is Strange, which does run at 60 frames, doesn't necessarily need to. (laughs) Like, stuff like that, maybe not. But, yeah, there's definitely a case for it. But um, speaking of case, Kyle, I know you've probably been catching a case in at least one of the games you've been playing (laughs) in the last week. Uh, So tell us a little bit about some of those. Uh, Yeah, before I get into uh, a game that I was not expecting to enjoy as much as I did, uh, NBA 2K21, I love the 2K series. I usually play it as soon as it comes out, and I waited specifically for uh, the PS5 version because it is a ground-up, next-gen-only thing compared to the PS4 one. Um, It plays fantastic. I really only play the career mode, and I, I dip my toes into franchise, so I don't mess with the egregious 2k microtransactions with like the oh, my God. team and whatever because that is just real bad even though it's still in my career with like the virtual currency to improve your player and buy like stuff like you don't have to do it you can grind out and play and earn it pretty well um but it's still there but the game feels great especially with the dual sense like i can't speak higher of the dual sense and i i feel like everyone is beating that drum that it is the most next gen thing about next gen for at least on the playstation side of things and just feeling like when you're playing like lockdown defense on a defender and you feel the rumbles as the ball carrier is like lowering their shoulder into you and you can feel the body contact it is pretty incredible um and i'm hoping that developers do take advantage of it at every turn because it is like what Astros did with with the dual sense is the high standard, and like Miles had it to a certain extent, um, but not as much as Astros. And I feel like Two K does it a little bit better than Miles as well. It just it's great. Um, and with Demon Souls, uh, kind of the same thing. It uses it in a way where you do feel like the slashes, and when you're doing the 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 heavy lunge attack, because I'm playing as a knight, um, you do feel the weight of it. And Souls games are not my thing. I never thought I would ever play a Souls game. I played Bloodborne for Extra Life last year, 
and got to the Cleric Beast on my first try, and people were like, wow, that's pretty amazing. I was like, I, I still don't like this game. Um, oh. But I am really digging Demon Souls. There's just something about it where during that first world, the Boletarian Palace, I think I'm saying that right. Um, <laughs> I w- neither of us would know to correct I know, you. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's Boletarian, yeah. Okay, oh, perfect. okay. Uh, somewhere like halfway through after I died like six, seven, eight times in the first little walk up the stairs, just something clicked <laughs> where like I, I usually am coming straight off of miles where it is a little bit button mashy at times like you're, you're trying to hit the combos and and go quick certainly but demon souls you gotta slow your ass down and and take your time and it something clicked and i'm having a great time uh i was playing on uh fidelity with that one and i i switched over to performance just to see what again the smoothness and now when i go back even though it looks prettier the colors are more deeper and more vivid uh, it, it you definitely notice the stutters and uh, like performance with Demon Souls is the way to play it. Um, I'm excited to keep going. I want to finish this game. Hopefully mm. by the end of the year, let's see how good I'm am at it. But it's a good time. Blue Point is an amazing developer. Sony buy them as soon as possible because yep. I want them to remake all my favorite games from the from the old days. And yeah. like, give me Legend of Dragoon. Give me Resistance. Just bring it to me. <laughs> Dude, I forgot about Resistance. I'm over here wishing they would just remake the original Ratchet and Clank PS2 yeah. games. Mm-hmm. You're over here saying Resistance. That's a Hell Galaxy yeah, Brain move. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Blue Point. Blue Point's a very talented developer. The rumors of Sony buying them is already starting to circle around. So hopefully that is brought into fruition. Yeah. Um, but I will say, um, speaking of... Well, actually, is there anything else you want to say on Demon's Souls? Because I'm about to use that as a perfect segue into what I've been playing. Uh, for those that were like me and were trepidatious about trying it out, like your Souls games are not your thing, uh, I, I would definitely reconsider that for Demon's Souls, especially because it is truly the only PS5 exclusive uh, on launch day that, you, that isn't really cross-gen that I'm trying to think of off the top of my head, other than Godfall, but like... I don't see anyone talking about Godfall. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think you need to see what the PlayStation 5 is capable of with this and realize why Bluepoint is so good at what they do. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Like I said earlier, Bluepoint is definitely a crown jewel in Sony's cap if they can secure it and put a ring on it, if so to speak. Yeah. Um, but I will say, speaking of Souls-like games... Um, I know you're saying that, you know, Demon's Souls is a good one for people to try, especially if you just picked up a PS5. But if you picked up a Series X and you're looking for a Soulsborne fix, why don't you go back into that back catalog, hit up Game Pass, because that's how I played it, and download The Surge 2. Because holy hell, I am loving this game. <laughs> I got this for free. There was an error, I think, on the PSN like last year or two years ago. Wow. Where it's listed for free. I was like, I'll jump on it. I haven't touched it, but free game's a free game. That is remarkable. Um, well, I'll tell you what, you definitely got away with highway robbery there because this game, <laughs> see, now I'll say, because the Souls games, because uh, the Surge is definitely one of these types of uh, Soulsborne games. You know, it's melee attacks. Uh, you have a stamina bar, very high damage done to you when enemies are fighting you, you know, that type of stuff. People know it. Labyrinthian level design. You know, it has all the hallmarks of that. And I played the original Surge, and there was something there. I enjoyed it, but 
it was super punishing. As soon as I got out of the first area, it was just push you right back down into just pain again. And I was like, I don't have the patience to get through this right now. So I'm going to come back later. But then that was about a year ago, maybe two at this point. Um, and so the search two went on game pass and I said, okay, I'll get around to it at some point. I'll get around to it. And everyone talking about demon souls made me start thinking about the souls games that I actually liked. And I thought about the surge again and I decided to go back to search two. And the reason I'm enjoying it so much is because it is still very difficult. It is, you know, you have to pay attention when you're in combat. You have to do very specific things when in combat or else you won't get the proper results that you want. And it's, it's challenging, but if you know what you're doing, you can just like cheat the system to just like heal yourself multiple times throughout a, a fight. <laughs> and it, it has this very cool system where now, how, how, excuse me, have either of you played Bloodborne at all? Just briefly. Yeah, I know you've played it a little bit. One of the greatest or... games ever made. Really? Okay. <laughs> oh, so you're yeah. kind of a Soulsborne stand then, because you knew yeah. the Dark Souls thing too. <laughs> no, when you had that tweet where you were talking about, I don't need Bloodborne, I have the Surge too. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you're the one here for me to gush about Surge too, because I'm about to explain why I oh, feel that I wanna, way. I want to hear this. <laughs> I think this is the most <laughs> excited I was here of for the episode, was oh, this you talk about Surge too. <laughs> I almost muted my mic again. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, the thing about it is that um, I played Bloodborne for maybe two hours or so, just enough to get a couple of shortcuts. And I I had fun with it, but it still felt very... I mean, it's a Souls game. It's going to be unforgiving, but it didn't always feel like the progress I was making was helping me actively. Like, it, it would... You know what? Instead of explaining how Bloodborne failed i'm gonna say how the surge succeeded uh, okay. which is hard to that's even a harsh thing to say about bloodborne <laughs> bloodborne's great go play bloodborne but the, the surge too they have a system in place where whenever you hit an enemy you gain uh you're charging like a battery and then you gain different levels of this battery the more damage you're able to do and as long as you keep doing damage and you keep being aggressive and going in for some hits that battery will can will continue to fill and you can use those battery charges for different abilities. Um, they have a bunch of them that you can collect throughout the world. Some will regain your stamina, give you a, a chunk of stamina back so you can just keep wailing on people. Um, others will, you know, give a slight boost of health regeneration. But the one that they give you right off the bat at the start of the game, it's like a small, like, I think 25 to 30% heal. Um, once you have a chunk of battery, you can just cash that in for a heal. But you start with being able to store three battery chunks. So if you're being really aggressive and just wail on a bunch of enemies, you instantly have three heals ready to go. So you can just get 75% of your health back in the middle of a combat encounter almost instantly. There is a couple second delay on the cooldown, but you can get that health back almost instantly. So I was trash at the beginning, but I was able to make it through because of that. And then I also really like the combat in and of itself I feel is a little bit more satisfying than Bloodborne. Um, and I'm going to be comparing a lot to Bloodborne because <laughs> this is, of course, the comparison I made on Twitter. Um, in Bloodborne, it felt like, you know, you, you kill the enemy. That's pretty much it. There are some parries. There is the, you know, backstabbing and everything to add some more depth. In the Surge 2, the whole point of the game is um, dismemberment. 
So you, whenever you target an enemy, you can actually target different limbs on their body. So it's not just about killing them. It's about, hey, I, I'm trying to build out an armor set. I need a headpiece, two arms, two legs, and a body. Let me target their head because I'm still trying to find the schematics for the headpiece. And because that head has armor on it, it's going to take more damage to, to take down that head. You could just you could just target a piece without armor and you kill the enemy and you save your skin faster. But if you want to progress, you have to go for the harder challenge of taking down the armored parts. Then once you finally take down enough parts, fill up that charge meter once again. You can cash in one of your charge bar to kind of do like a quick time event like in God of War when you would hit circle over an enemy. It's pretty much the same thing in the Surge where you hold X on Xbox, of course, so hold square on PlayStation, and it goes to an animation where they cut off the head, cut off the leg, cut off whatever body part you were going for, and then, of course, you pick off the scraps off of that. Boom, you got a new schematic for a new headpiece if it's your first time severing that body part on that specific enemy type. Um, and then, of course, you take that, you take those resources back to your, uh, instead of bonfires, they have, like, healing stations or whatever you want to call them. And you get there, you can upgrade all your uh, armor. They have so many different weapons. They got, of course, your heavy your heavy hammers. They got your like dual blades on each arm type weapons. Uh, I'm using a lance right now. Or I think it's a spear that I'm using now that I got from like a statue robot thing. Uh, it's just really, really satisfying. And I found myself because I played the sur the first surge for a long time. I played for about. I think I played it maybe five hours total and I had a fun time, but, and I was kind of binging it, but you know, I didn't make that much progress playing the surge last night, or I think two nights ago, I played for seven hours straight and that's from the start of the game <laughs> all the way into, I think I got to like gear level five or six to the point where literally live before my eyes, I was at the start of the play session, I would get into areas and I'm like, oh my God, they have red, there's like a red five on their health bar. They are really high level, I'm not messing with them. By the end of that session, I came back and they were just, just cake. <laughs> like I just took them out easily and it was just no contest. So I could see that power progression go through really naturally. And I don't know if the difficulty is just tilted a little bit more towards the player in this one when compared to the first game, but it's just very satisfying and it feels very rewarding. And I can, you can still lose a boss, you can still lose a battle to a lower level enemy if you're not paying attention. But once you get good at the combat, it feels like I'm staying good. If it doesn't feel like the game's pulling out new things to screw me over with in combat, it feels like, all right, I figured it out. Now I just got to execute. And sure, new enemies will take more health away, but I, it's the same tactics. I can get good and just execute every time. So, yeah. The Surge 2, man. <laughs> it's really good. Um, and that's not even to mention, instead of the silver bullets like a uh, like a Bloodborne would have, uh, this has a whole bunch of different weaponry. I unlocked a laser that I can just have on a drone next to me that just shoots enemies while I'm wailing at them. Um, of course, there's like a pistol round for your drone, a sniper rifle, uh, electric static ball that does damage to enemies. There's a whole bunch of things in this game, man. Um, go ahead and try it out. It's on Game Pass. I can't sing its praises enough. I wish I played it last year because it definitely would have been my top five. So top. yeah, that's that's all I can say on the surge. Did did any of that live up to your Bloodborne standards? <laughs> so I mean, I played the first surge, and I think, uh, like Kyle said, it was one of those things where there was a PSN error or something, and I got what I think it was the Game of the Year edition for free, like right before it went away. And mm -hmm. so Souls games are 
some of my favorite games ever. And I played the Surge, and I just like with games that try to be like Souls game, they have to do something different. You can't just be a carbon copy because uh, people will just go. I- I'd rather play Soul uh, from games, mm-hmm. but there was just something about the Surge I just didn't like. I thought I was hmm. like walking through molasses or something. I I did not like the dismemberment stuff. Uh, huh. I th- and like the boss design was really bad. And now, granted, this I'm all I'm comparing it to from games, which have some of the best boss designs, like in terms oh, yeah. of character design and uh, mechanics out there. So I I ju- it just doesn't click for me. Uh, some hmm. Souls game like Neo Neo doesn't click for me. At all, huh. um, Lords of the Fallen tried that, D- just doesn't do it for me. I yeah. think the only Souls-like game that does it for me is a From game. That's Sekiro, because Sekiro isn't really a Souls game; it's a different type of From game. So, I, I will try it on Game Pass for you, Emmett. I will download <laughs> Surge Two and I will try it out to see if it's any better. <laughs> so, well, I, I very much so appreciate that. I. And now that I'm thinking about it, it gameplay wise, it is like I've already explained, it is doing it for me, but there is very much so a chance that it's straight up just the aesthetics that just attract me more Um, with the from games being a little bit in the case of Bloodborne being a lot more like Gothic Transylvania type stuff. Um, And then the other, you know, Dark Souls and whatnot being more medieval. This one, the surge is a lot more, you know, future tech. Um, All of the the rig that you're wearing is kind of like um, what's that movie? Matt Damon and Jodie Foster. Thank you, Elysium. Both of yeah. you got it right. Um, yeah, it's very Elysium in the like um, armor designs and just the enemy designs. It definitely gives off that type of vibe, and I I tend to like the future a little bit more than the past as far as like aesthetics and you know art design and whatever goes. Um, I, I think I mentioned last time I was actually on the uh, the Trophy Room podcast, I remember hey. saying, you know, yeah, I know, because you guys have me on there. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember saying that, you know, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is up there for me as far as one of the most visually engaging games for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's strictly off of, you know, my preference and aesthetic. So it's very much so that the surge is just appealing to me on that level. Um, and that's a big reason why I prefer it over the, you know, the more classical souls games but um i I hope you do try it i hope you enjoy it maybe this time maybe this one will be the one to finally uh get you into uh this side of the soulsborne genre but uh for those of you who are looking for something a little bit more i don't know if i want to say this game's necessarily easy but it's definitely more approachable um if you're interested in getting to the soulsborne genre this might be my new default to recommend to people um if the other games like your Dark Souls is like your Bloodborne's have been a little bit too hard to get into. So, yeah, man, this game totally rules. <laughs> Before you move on, I would like to say shout out uh, from games should have accessibility, better accessibility modes. So no, thank yes. you, thank yes. you. Yes, like, I fully agree. It, it doesn't take away from my personal experience if you add accessibility modes into it. So, amen shout to that. that. Out. Uh, yeah, I, Miyazaki, if you're listening to this episode put better accessibility in your games <laughs> yes well i'll email this to miyazaki definitely <laughs> yeah i got his uh i got his official email um but yeah i definitely agree with that i think actually um over at ign they're doing a review crew today with steve sailor talking mm-hmm. about dark souls That's great. so 
I really want to hear what he thinks about it because I remember he put out a video saying this game kind of had gave him an epiphany on the whole difficulty and accessibility type of conversation. So I'm interested to see what he says on that front because this is definitely a topic where, you know, everyone should be able to play every game. And, you know, just because you got to just because one person turns down a knob to have enjoyment doesn't mean it has to ruin yep. it for someone else. So uh, Eric hit the nail on the head because I had a big argument on the trophy room with my co-host a couple weeks ago of like me wanting an accessibility mode for either myself or other people just so they can experience the game doesn't take away from you be still playing it on the regular mode that it's at. Like you can still experience the same thing. It's just other people will also be able to get to experience it. It's like a win-win situation. Exactly. Cuz then if we can all if we can all enjoy the game, then mm-hmm. that just leads to more joy and just more conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And in a capitalist society, more sales. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, capitalism. bingo, bingo, boingo. Yeah, man. <laughs> Gotta love it. Man, I could I could go ham on some capitalist stuff, but Twitter is going <laughs> off, so I'm just gonna chill today. <laughs> um, but in any case, uh speaking of uh I don't know, capitalism. Let's oh, talk man, about a lot go. of games <laughs> that have that cost a lot of money to make in most cases and have a lot of money riding on if they win a bunch of awards either tonight or in the future. So um, we are now in the... Oh, wait. I oh, almost I forgot. Say, are you not going to talk about the new day? Yeah. I, yeah. Just, I almost <laughs> forgot about the new day. Um, yeah, I don't have too much to speak about because most of my game playing this week has been Surge 2. But Gears 5 just dropped the new update, Operation 5. I think it's like desert storm or something it's it's not desert storm but um <laughs> but i say wow they're going operation <laughs> desert storm <laughs> i gotta look it up operation number something gears five hollow storm okay that's it but it has like the sandy outline so it's like okay i'm thinking of that art style anyway um gears five drop that update you know if you're on series x it's now running at 120 frames per second in the multiplayer uh, it's still 4K60 in the campaign, but now it looks even better at 4K. Um, long story short, I really just hopped back in because I love Gears 5's number one. Wanted to see what the new update was doing, number two. And I saw the new day got added. And if you're Game Pass member, Game Pass Ultimate specifically, you get the new day completely for free in Gears 5. So, of course, I cashed in on that. Uh, installed the DLC, booted it up, played some escape rounds playing as Xavier Woods, and I am impressed not only that the New Day is even in here because Hot Damn is that brand strong, um, but the fact that they're like fully voiced. Like, this isn't just a skin. Like, I'm playing Escape, and they have, I think, each of them recorded voice lines in their voice for all of the different like emotes and battle chatter and stuff. Yeah, I and, think on Twitter they each mm-hmm. recorded like 700 lines each or something like that. Wow. That's that's crazy when you say it, but when I play I'm <laughs> like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, cuz it definitely feels like they're now characters within the game. Like this is on the level of like when when the game when Gears 5 first came out alongside Terminator Dark Fate and they put Sarah Connor in the game and uh, a couple of the other characters from that movie. That was also crazy, especially considering, you know, that movie kind of flopped. But <laughs> but the New Day's forever. And definitely uh, these guys really just shout out to them first off, because I'm not even a massive wrestling guy, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm a big fan of Xavier Woods because, you know, stuff he does through kind of funny and the up, up, down, down stuff. I, I respect that man's hustle. And, you know, of course, he's he didn't get up there alone. You know, the New Day, Kofi Kingston and... Uh, what is it, Biggie? 
Biggie, Biggie. Yep. All right, I was correct. Yes, yeah, they've definitely been uh, on their grind too as a collective unit. So it's really cool to see them get this opportunity to be in gears. I know they walked out in their armor on the uh, during the event last night. So I was mm -hmm. like, man, this is really, this is really cool for them. And you know, outside of the new day being in Gears Five, Gears Five is still just as fun as it ever was. Uh, the escape mode, they reworked the escape mode now. So where, wait, do you guys know what the escape mode is in Gears Five? Gears is one of my my shortcomings as a PlayStation boy. So uh, I don't know what it is. Fair I, enough. I haven't played Escape. I played all the other modes. I haven't played Escape. Mode. Okay, you're not alone because Escape is the least popular mode because <laughs> yeah, it is it the newest. Look, it did look fun, and I didn't think it looked fun. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. As because I think the big appeal for Gears outside of you know of course the multiplayer and in the case of Gears Five that outstanding campaign. Um, I, I hot take. I think the campaign in Gears Five is maybe better than. All of the Uncharted, maybe. <laughs> oh boy, maybe. Oh, oh god. Let me let me pause on that. Let me pause on that before I cancel myself on my. Emmett, thanks for having me. I'm <laughs> let me pause myself because in the the final rank list of keeping it 100 came out a while back. I have to see where I ranked it. Okay. Oh god, yeah, I ranked it quite a few slots above the highest Uncharted game. God, Kyle has to do like an emergency. <laughs> trophy room right now yeah <laughs> god there's almost 20 different games in between gears 5 and uncharted lost legacy oh my god Emmett. <laughs> which oh, is the, my favorite man. one oh my god i am oh god i'm gonna oh. get canceled when this list is fully revealed <laughs> oh chloe oh, and man. nadine this game's better than chloe and nadine's story look i really i thought gears 5 was a breath of fresh air i really like that game I love Uncharted Lost Legacy. I love every Uncharted. But yeah. like Gears 5 was just, it was doing some really cool stuff in the story that Uncharted being the type of game it is just can't do. I like mean, Gears 5 is cool. I will give it that. No, not pun for all the ice stuff, but <laughs> Gears 2 is still the best Gears game. Yeah. And someone I actually mentioned, because the Gears 5 is actually $5 on Xbox right now at Best Buy. That's crazy. Whoa, Which, that's nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. If you have an Xbox and you don't have Game Pass or, you know, don't want to pay 15 bucks a month, get this because Gears 5 is just excellent. Um, by the time you're listening, that deal is probably done. But <laughs> um, but in any case, so I, on Twitter, I was like, yeah, guys, y'all need to pick this up. This is my favorite in the series. And then some dude wanted to start a war with me. It was like, Gears 2 is better. And I'm like, all right, man, <laughs> you can believe that. That's fine. I I think Gears 5 for me, the problem was when it started to show all the new stuff, it was like, I, I've had so many other games that have done stuff like this. So like having gears have side quests, it, I can't get super excited for it. I think if they would have introduced it maybe in gears four and did more stuff yeah. on top of that in five, it would have been better. But like gears five, I thought it was, I think I have it like right in the middle of campaigns for me because it was, it was fine. Hmm. I had fun with my time with it. But better than Uncharted. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that that is definitely a hot take. I I fully am aware of that. I think I think the reason I'm so high on Gears Five is because I played every single Gears game with the exception of Judgment leading up to Gears Five that year. Mm -hmm. So by the time I finally got the five, because especially Gears Four felt so stale. It felt so much like the old games. It, mm -hmm. it just felt like it wasn't doing anything new besides maybe one or two narrative choices. Um, so then once I got to Gears 5 and player choice was at the forefront of that experience in a way it's never been um, or rarely been, uh, it, it was just super refreshing. And to focus on a new cast of characters as well, I was like, man, let's fucking go. 
So yeah, Gears Five. I just I don't know why. I just have a soft spot for that game. It is great. Um, Got good gameplay. I'll give it that. Yeah, great gameplay. You know, graphically it's excellent no matter where you're playing. Um, yeah, I could go on about Gears Five, but you know, listen to Keeping It One Hundred Finale if you want to hear me just you know go off about Gears Five. Mm. But um, enough about that. Speaking of waxing poetic. We're probably going to wax poetic about a lot of games in a couple minutes here because we're now in the special segment of the show. This week, of course, we are going to be talking about the Game Awards. Game Awards are going to be happening. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, it will be next week, almost a week from today. You will be finding out the winners to all of these categories. But we decided first, before they announce these winners, let's go off about what we actually think will win, what we want to win, and air our grievances right now because there's going to be a lot of snubs. Um, so here's how this is going to work. Uh, I already have all of mine set up because, of course, I set this up. So I'm like, I'm going to get a head start. So um, I'll kick us off. But how we're going to do this is you are you guys already have the docs. We're going to go through uh, with each category. I'll ask you guys, you know, is there any snubs that you think existed here? We'll go off and list our one, two or three for that. Um, then we'll pick the game that we want to win, and then we'll end with the game that we think will win. I have a little uh, Google Sheet here <laughs> for us to keep track of everything. And as we go around, I think how I have it written down is I'll start, and then we'll do Kyle, and then we'll do Eric, and then next category, we'll start from the top. Okay, Sound okay. good to everybody? Works good. Excelente. So we'll start. I, I went ahead and did it from the... I guess, quote unquote, least exciting to the most exciting. So we're ending with the game of the year, of course. Um, so to start at the top here, uh, also, if you are an esports person, none, are any of us esports people? No, <laughs> I, li I like esports. <laughs> do, do you like them enough to like have opinions on the categories? Uh, I think the San Francisco Shock should win team of the year, but that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, I, I mean, even me, I'll I'll tune into some like you know, every now and then I'll tune into an Apex tournament because I play Apex and same thing for Warzone. But overall, I couldn't tell you a, a single esports commentator <laughs> and stuff like that. And I, I don't know, Kyle, I'll, this is your opportunity if you want to shout out anything in esports. I can barely read some esports players' usernames, so like I'm, <laughs> that's as far as my knowledge goes. The salty dog with three O's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just the one that came to my mind. If you're, if there's actual a salty dog out there, I apologize for making fun <laughs> of you. But in any case, we're gonna. With that being said, we're gonna continue on with the non esports categories, starting here with best debut game. The nominees are Carrion by Phobia Game Studio, Mortal Shell by Cold Symmetry, Raji an Ancient Epic, Nodding Head Games. Roki by Polygon Treehouse and CI Games, and Phasmophobia by Kinetic Games. Um, first off, any snubs here? Is there any like debut game, first game from an indie dev that you feel like really should have made the cut here? Um, off the top of my head, no. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm just doing a quick Google check because I just thought of it beforehand, but actually, yeah, I no, okay. I I'm... was thinking Spirit Pharaoh was debut, but I forgot about their other ones. That oh, yeah. Made. And a game that I was just thinking of, Superland, is something I was going to shout out, but he, that guy's made games before, so yeah, definitely wouldn't say that one. Yeah, uh, Eric, this, did I, you have any? 
I think this is a good five for best debut game because, like Kyle, like there's just so many games you think, oh, this game is excellent. Oh wait, they've made other games before that. Mm-hmm. Like with mm-hmm. Fall Guys, they've made a game before that. So oh, yeah, Mediatonic's been around for a long time too. <laughs> I feel like I've gotten some of their games for free on PlayStation Plus on the PS3. So yeah. I definitely recognize them. Um, well, in that case, if there are no like outstanding snubs, I'll go ahead and start the game that I want to win is Carry On, because it's one of the few games that I actually beat all the way through this year. And I thought it's, you know, pixel art graphics, and it's it's really disgusting yet intriguing physics system, which is really compelling. And it's the only horror game. It's one of the very few horror games that I really, really enjoyed. I would like to see that win. Um, but for for y'all, what do y'all think? What do y'all want? Win? What do y'all want to win? Which one do you... Ooh, before I toss it to y'all, I'd be remiss. Uh, shout out to Raji in Ancient Epic. I've yet to play that game, but those devs really showed us love on VGU.TV. Um, when we did, they were doing the demo stations with uh, Xbox. They were doing that demo f- demo event or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we I made a bunch of videos about a bunch of those demos, and I started with Raji because I really wanted to get to that one. And they shared our video on their official Twitter, and I was like, wow. This is like the biggest deal (laughs) (laughs) to me. So yeah, I want to shout out to those devs. I haven't been able to get around to the full game. I I do wish them luck, but me personally, the game that I played and really liked uh, is Carrion. So yeah, what what do y'all hope wins this this uh, category? Uh, For me, it's a for me it's a clear one. Uh, Just like you, it's not Carrion though. Um, Mm -hmm. It's Phasmophobia. Uh, I I am not a horror game person by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, during October, uh, we were trying to stream some uh, spooky games uh, a couple nights a week just to fit the theme and kind of get back into the streaming game. And this is a game that I put in, I think my Steam clock says, almost 30 hours. Uh, It is a shocker that this kind of game has not been around before. It is a, if you don't know what Phasmophobia is, it is a ghost hunting game where you and your friends, a team of, team of up to four, go to these various locations and use these ghost hunting tools and try to figure out what ghost is haunting the area. And the game takes control of your microphone so the ghost can hear you and you can talk to the ghost and provoke it and try to when it's hunting you you have to be quiet or it will find you based on your voice um it is really engrossing and immersive and it's just a ton of fun and uh, very it is very spooky i think you can also play this in vr which i don't know why anyone would want to do that that sounds terrifying (laughs) um and the fact that it's still in early access and it's still pretty damn great it's still got some bugs to, to to work out but just a fun factor and idea alone. I, this is fantastic. Interesting. <laughs> Not. Oh, I expected, you know, Phasmophobia is a very popular game, but yeah. already swinging out here. Um, interesting. What, what do you say, Eric? Are you on the Phasmophobia train? Yeah, I'm actually going to say what I want to win and what I think will win is Phasmophobia because uh, mm. of these five games, like Raji, beautiful art style, Carrion, I think has the best chance Mm-hmm. of the other four to win because it is a well-made game and because i mean phasmophobia is as glitchy as can be i know it's an early access game and that should have some merit um 
in deciding, but Phasmophobia, I've seen, I've watched so many fun streams with that game, and yeah. it's 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 spooky and it's 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 a lot of fun to watch. Uh, so I I think that's that's where my uh, nom goes right there. It's Phasmophobia. I think he has the best chance to win. Hmm. All right. I respect that. Are Are you in the same boat, Kyle? Uh, where you think not only do you want it to win, but think it's going to win too? Um, I'm, I actually do think Carrion will win. Oh, okay. Um, I, I think it will because of the just the the love that I got from Xbox, um, and it being only on Xbox and being marketed on there, and De- Devolver being such a talented studio, and the just the premise of you are playing the the monster in in like an alien type of game is really really cool. Uh, hmm. So I think that has a more wide mainstream appeal. Um, so I think Carry On will win, but I want Phasmophobia to win. Hmm. You know what? I'll agree with you. Carry On being paired up so tightly with Xbox. I mean, I played the whole game through Game Pass, so that connection is a big reason as to why I even mm-hmm. played and beat the game. Uh, but I disagree. I think, despite me wanting Carry On to win, Phasmophobia is probably going to take this one home because it's not just us three and you know our friends and whatnot that have been playing this game. This is. This is like the next big thing after Among Us. This is the next big streamer game. Mm-hmm. I'd say that Phasmophobia is what's in the public consciousness the most right now. So because of that, I feel like people are just going to vote for that because they you vote for what you know, and especially with all the things going on with new consoles and game embargoes. And I'm, and I'm pretty sure the press is getting, what, uh, Phoenix Immortals uh, or mm-hmm. Immortals Phoenix Rising. And it's gods and monsters. Yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be gods and monsters. At this point, I got to just take the L. <laughs> I've, I've refused to use anything but gods and monsters to call that game for months. And then at a certain point, I'm like, I actually, I like this game a lot too much to disrespect it that way. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure people are getting copies of that. And then the press is probably going to get cyberpunk soon. I'm pretty sure they're just going to be like, eh, vote for Phasmophobia. People like that one, right? So I can see that winning. So yeah, we'll cross that one off the list. Shout um, out to Mortal Shell. It is, oh yeah, uh, it is a <laughs> from earlier. It is a Souls-like game uh, that is very pretty and very gruesome to look at. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's it's neat. It has some cool ideas. So yeah, shout out to that. I thought it did have a very interesting mechanic with the hardening mechanic. It was uh, not only novel to hear people talk about in podcasts, but it uh, it, it seemed it- like a cool thing. Is this a family show, Emmett? Oh, please swear! I, I think I've sworn already. <laughs> no, I was talking about the hardening and all that. <laughs> hey, hey, we're not a visual podcast, so we can get hard all we want. Um, anyway, put that on the box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh boy, God. Uh, hey, with all the, with all that talk just now, there's one thing we probably won't win, and that's content creator of the year, <laughs> which is the next category here. Um, this one, I know. I've heard of all these names, but there's really only two people that I'm fighting for within me. Um, Mm -hmm. But we're going to read this list. Uh, Content Creator of the Year presented by Adobe. Uh, Alana Pierce, Nick Merckx, Tim the Tatman, J.N. Lopez, also known as at Black Girl Gamers, and Valkyrie. Um, Any... Are there any snubs? I feel like it's easy to say, you know, different content creators we would have loved to see here, you know, mm-hmm. smaller people, bigger people, all the same. Uh, who do y'all think really you wanted to see in this category? Uh, you mentioned him. You mentioned him earlier. Uh, I would have loved to see Steve Saylor get some love. Yeah. Um, on this list, uh, they they did uh, highlight Steven Spone back in the day for uh, I forgot Trending Gamer Award. 
Um, yes, I, I think I think Steve Saylor should have gotten a nod, uh, but I can't take away from any of these names, even though like I don't know three of them, all two familiar or from. God, I can't say that. <laughs> familiar. Uh, thank you. Yeah, no um, problem. I. I can't say no to any of these, but like Steve Saylor deserves some recognition for sure. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, yeah, I, f- I agree. Like Steve Saylor uh, is definitely one that I would have put on here. And just like, honestly, the entire panel that was on the Lesson in Blackness panel oh, hell yeah. mm-hmm. from uh, from Spawn on Me, like, of course, uh, Ka, he, he really should just get all the props because I feel like he's been killing this year more so than any year. And I've been following him for a few years now at this point. So... It's just really cool to see him just expand to new heights. And I really feel like Spawn on Me should have got a nod on here. Mm-hmm. But also Zombie Kills, she's been blowing up. She just made a partner a couple days ago on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Like, she is definitely excelling. Uh, of course, blessing Eddie Oye Jr. Uh, you know, killing it at kind of funny. Just got, uh, <laughs> I was going to, I just, I said just got siphoned over there. But I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's an aggressive <laughs> way to say that. Um, yeah, he started over there this year. And of course, he's been killing it as well. Um, and just everybody, you know, poke, Ooh, what, how do I say it? Poke. Thank you. I I had to think about it. I had to sound it out phonetically. Uh, yeah. Pikachu has been killing it as well. Um, and of course Paris and honestly, um, Oh Lord, I'm forgetting, uh, the, who, the host of gamer tag radio. Uh, Daniel Pena, right? Thank you. Danny, Danny Pena. Yes. Um, yeah, both of those guys have been killing it as well. Um, really all of them, I think really could have deserved a nod here, but I understand that stacking <laughs> this entire category at this point. <laughs> so, you know, the, we'll talk about the actual names here, but you know, I'm not too mad at these, but definitely could have seen some more. Uh, how about you, they, Eric? And, oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying they, they didn't, they announce that like that future, like the hall of fame class thing that you can nominate people. Yes. Um, yes. So I, I hope that those people that you just spoke of and, and Steve Saylor and everyone else do get some love there. And I hope it's not just one person for that. I hope it's a range of people because, like you said, there there's so many people doing so many great things out there that just having one person win is kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It, it it's always kind of rough when you're trying to have these tight categories, but I'm sure that with that new category that they're having, well, it might not be a category, just a way of recognizing people yeah. on a public stage. I, because that's kind of what the Oscars and the Grammys do. Where hey, you're not gonna win a Grammy, but you are gonna get your mm-hmm. 15 minutes of fame that you deserve. So, um, I'm hoping that that is really highlighted throughout the show this year. Um, but in the meantime, uh, any other snubs you want to call out real quick before we get into who we think uh, should win and are will win? <laughs> I I definitely think uh, Khalif uh, should have been nominated because you're right. Uh, the lesson in blackness uh, episode uh, I think was outstanding, and if there was a specific moment of the year that we should be celebrating, it's that one because mm. I know it came at a very um, troubling time for the country and listening as a as a white guy listening to it like it just you, you become so educated on an issue that you don't think about all the time but it's mm-hmm. it's it's a it's an issue and i i was my eyes were opened with that and i i haven't been moved by a piece of media as much as that one and for none of uh None of the people in that episode not getting nominated really kind of hurts because yeah. uh, it that that was the best content creation 
And so um, that's a bummer. Uh, mm-hmm. Who do I think will win uh, is Tim the Tapman because <laughs> uh, he is definitely probably the most popular streamer right now, especially with the whole Fall Guys thing mm-hmm. that he was going through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like with ESPN getting on it and everything, and they actually made like a little documentary about him um, losing all those games. I think he will win. Uh, I would like Alana to win because mm-hmm. she's great. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, th- th- that's all I got to say about those. Uh, Khalif and them should definitely have been added, but I definitely will add them in the uh, future category. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I pretty much had my want to win and will win exactly the same as you. Uh, Alana, I've been following her for years, man. Since she was at IGN, I've been a fan. So to see her, especially now where she just got hired at uh, uh, Sony Sony Santa Santa Monica. Monica. Yes. uh, She just got hired as a writer there. She's finally living out the dream she's been working towards for a long time. It feels like if she was going to win a content creator of the year award, it would be for this year where she's been going so ham in all these different places. You know, she's been on kind of funny. She's been on, you know, uh, fun house stuff. Uh, and she's just been through ups and downs with stuff non-related to her, uh, at some of these jobs, mm-hmm. but like, you know, she's been doing so much and her YouTube channels continue to grow as well. I just have so much respect for her and I just want her to get some recognition before she goes into, she's still going to be making content. She, she says, which I'm sure that's true, but it seems like she was really going hard this year on content creation. So it'd be cool to highlight her for this year and give her that award. Um, but yeah, t- Tim, the tap man is probably going to take it. <laughs> I also think that, um, how about you, Kyle? What do you think is going to happen here? Uh, I want Alana to win as well. Uh, just, for all the reasons you both said, Alana's amazing. And she definitely deserves that before she, she goes off and makes God of War Ragnarok incredible. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's hard when you look at this list and you see Tim the Tatman yeah. nominated, him not winning, especially because it did take over Twitter for like like that two, three weeks. And it was everywhere of him not winning a crown. Um, so I think it's a slam dunk for him. Yeah, is this, a, is this so. a community vote or is this a, a <clears throat> media vote? I, I'm not exactly. For all of the categories, there is a certain percentage of the audience that does get okay. to affect the vote. But for this one, I'm not sure if it's all audience or maybe the audience weighed a little bit more. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I am not exactly sure. That's a question gotcha. for Keely. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's but call yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, I, I got Miyazaki's number. I got his email, and then I got uh, Jeff Keeley's number. Um, He's been also, doing those Zoom calls. I think it's not too hard to, <laughs> to get in touch with him. Exactly. Yeah, I'll just hit up his Discord real quick. Um, but yeah, before we get out of here with this category, I just want to give a quick shout out to JN Lopez at Black Girl Gamers. Been following them for a minute now. I learned about them around the whole Lesson in Blackness era of 2020. Um, they were brought to my attention. I've been following them. And there's a lot of cool content creators that uh, she highlights on that Twitter, um, as well as herself. She makes great content on the YouTube channel as well. So I want to give them a shout out. I I have personal attachment to Alana, so that's where my vote's going. <laughs> yeah. But all the respect in the world to Black Girl Gamers. And honestly, if they win, I, not a single ounce of sadness inside of me for that because they deserve it. For sure, um, so, yeah, moving on to another one where someone, I think the one who's going to win is going to piss me off. So, <laughs> this next category, best multiplayer. 
Um, Animal Crossing New Horizons Nintendo, uh, Among Us by Intersloth, Call of Duty Warzone by Infinity Ward slash Raven and Activision, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout by Mediatonic and Devolver, and Valorant by Riot Games. Um, first off, any quick snubs that people are upset about here? Uh, not off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, I'd say something like Apex, but it got a bunch of other nominations further down the line. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to... won Best Multiplayer last out. year. So... Uh, yeah, that that's actually true. It did... Re- Damn, it released last year. Yeah. <laughs> God, it feels we're so long ago. still in March 2020. I mean, we're... It's still... Uh, yeah, March, Mar- March 2020. Yeah. The Eternal March. <laughs> this God... Taking Cormac McCarthy novel, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would see something like Apex. I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain here for other multiplayer. Like games. if it was if it was out at the same time the base game was out, I would give from what little I played. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima Legends is really really damn good. Um, yes, but it still hasn't been out for long enough to be nominated. So mm, fair enough. I'd. Because I'm not going to have a chance to mention these two games anywhere else, I'll just give a shout out to uh, two games that I one of them didn't launch in 2020. The other one definitely did, but wouldn't have gotten a nom. Uh, the Darwin Project. I don't know if y'all oh. remember this one. I um, always wanted to play it. Yeah, it, it was a free to play battle royale. But the whole kind of twist on it was there was like a director who could control the entire play of the field so instead of a closing circle it would be segments of the map that would no longer be inhabitable so the director would choose which sections to make uninhabitable and really force players yeah it was very hunger gamesy and instead of it being gun based it was mainly weapon or melee weapon based and you know you only had a couple of bows, and then you had to get in quick with your axe if you wanted to do some damage. It was a very interesting battle royale. Uh, it was free to play, and I know Bless talked a lot about it on PS. I love you, but uh, not enough people played it. Took the servers down. So really tragic. Um, but the game that actually came out in 2020, Rocket Arena. I oh, shit. yeah, yeah oh. I really enjoy Rocket Arena, and I understand it isn't going to make any waves. It's not going to get any recognition. But it's on Game Pass now, and they've done a whole bunch of dirt cheap deals and ways to get the player base up and get people playing it. If you have access to Rocket Arena, give it a shot because it is very, very fun. It's like an arena shooter mixed with Smash Brothers mixed with Rocket League. It is, it's a lot of fun. I don't want to go on too much because I've talked about it in previous episodes. But if you have a chance, it's a fun one to just, and it has crossplay too. So it's a fun one to get in there with some friends. Um, just pal around for a couple of matches. It's some really lighthearted, not high stakes fun. Give it a shot if you can. Um, but other than that, any other snubs we have before we get into who we think will win, who we want to win? Um, think we're good on that front? Yeah, especially for this year. I think this is a good solid five games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is a very good choice uh, or a good selection of choices. Who I want winning this one. I really hope Fall Guys takes this home. Because Fall Guys is the one where uh, they they've just they were an internet phenomenon. They just took over Twitter and the entire social media landscape for several months there, uh, leading up to release, and then once it finally dropped. Uh, and that game's great. It's it's one of the only, it's one of the very few games multiplayer wise where it's fun to fail. Like taking an L in that game is some of the most fun I've had this year, and I think that's impressive. Um, and especially compared to the competition, you know, Call of Duty Warzone is a great game, but 
it's Call of Duty. Uh, Among Us, let's get that nom for the mobile section. Animal Crossing, hell no. Um, yeah. <laughs> which I will say, just because Animal Crossing is a great game, it ain't great because of its multiplayer. No. It's it's quite a bit janky on the multiplayer front. It's still on Nintendo Online, and that's a negative for any Nintendo game. Exactly. And then, you know, Valorant, I'm sure it's a great game, but it's PC only, and let's get that on consoles. Let's expand that player base a little bit. It still feels like a niche game at the current point. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm pulling for Fall Guys here. Uh, what about y'all? What do y'all want winning here? Uh, I want Fall Guys to win, like you said. I am not a multiplayer person. I play solo games, and Fall Guys took over my life for a good month. Uh, trying to ground for that platinum, which I did finally get, but like it is, God, that's hell of a grind. It, the five wins in a row trophy is a son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> Fall Guys is a, a phenomenon, and when you think about it, it's only been out for three months, and mm. how regularly <laughs> updated it is, and how new it feels every time you pop in after a little bit. Um, is fantastic. Uh, I th- I love that Among Us did get a nomination here, even though it is a I believe a 2018 game. <laughs> um, but I kind of blew up for whatever reason this year. Uh, I have a feeling Among Us might get this one because Fall Guys is nominated elsewhere. Uh, the the worst that would happen is if Warzone wins, just because it's Call of Duty and. Call of Duty usually wins a lot of multiplayer awards. You know what? I, I, I agree with you. War Call of Duty usually wins all the multiplayer awards, but Warzone in and of itself feels like, especially in 2020, it has mm. become the default place for people, for adults to play. Yeah. If, if uh, not Minecraft, what's the, if Fortnite, Fortnite is a place for the kids, yeah, thank you. <laughs> if Fortnite is where all the kids go to hang out, Warzone has become the place adults go to hang out. And I think that's kind of cool. Um, especially considering how hesitant in Activision has been to put a free-to-play Call of Duty version out there. So I think it'd be cool if it won, mm-hmm. but I'm not pulling for it in any way. No. Uh, yeah, but I yeah. want Fall Guys uh, to win, and I think it will win. Okay, so Fall Guys, I'll put for you. Uh, how about you, Eric? Uh, what do you think on this one? Uh, so I agree with y'all. I don't think, when I think Animal Crossing, I don't think multiplayer. Like I heard that had some multiplayer problems getting people on islands and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't think that has a shot for multiplayer. Among Us, that game came out a few years ago. It, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. I still count it. I mean, it, it took, took over it, this year. It took over the. It took it over. But I, I think I agree with you, Emmett. I think it should get mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Warzone. I'll get to that in a sec. Uh, Fall Guys, <laughs> I want to win because it, it's so much fun. Like it's it's silly and ridiculous and colorful and such a good time. And okay. Valorant is just that is super technical, esporty, and it's fun to watch. But you're right. I think it's very niche, and the fact that sure a lot of people play it, but. It, no one plays as much as what I think will win, which is Warzone. Hmm, okay. Um, Warzone is definitely going to win this game. Win this because I, when Fortnite came out, there were very few things that challenged it. And I don't think any Battle Royale has challenged Fortnite like Warzone has. Mm. Like, mm. It's, it's insane the amount they put into this. And especially, you're right, like offering a free version of Call of Duty is huge. Certainly. Because, um, Call of Duty 
many people may be bored with it, but it's still some of the best like gameplay out there in terms of shooting mechanics. And it just feels just good. The amount of <laughs> amount of people that watch that watch it still watch it. Like Tim the Tapman streams it, he's still getting what 40, 50,000 people every stream of his just watching him play Warzone with people. And it, that took over, especially when this hit around quarantine time, like mm, when it started, yes. huge. And over the summer, it was huge, and they just keep adding and adding it, and they're going to be putting it now in with Black Ops. That shows you that this is a big deal. And while I've kind of fallen off of Warzone, I, I think there's no way that Warzone doesn't win this. Mm, yeah, I... I definitely see your argument, and I agree with a lot of what you said. But just because I feel like I'm going to take a massive L, I put Animal Crossing as a likely victor here. Oh. <laughs> just because everyone loves Animal Crossing, and everyone is going to be like, oh, well, I could go to my friend's islands and look at all the cute things. And they'll completely forget how tedious it is to get people onto your island. Don't forget how tedious it is to do all of these super basic interactions that Nintendo's online or lack thereof of online expertise has caused. So I feel like Animal Crossing is going to win just because everyone loves Animal Crossing, that they'll just look over all of its flaws, which is kind of not, another hot take. That's kind of what people do to a lot of Nintendo franchises. So <laughs> I, I just think it'll happen again. Not a, not a lot of salt here. I'm just saying. <laughs> From the outside looking in, that's what I'm peeping. Um, and on to the next category after that, um, best sports and racing, uh, dirt five by Codemasters, uh, F1 2020, also Codemasters, uh, FIFA 21 by EA Vancouver, NBA 2K 21 by Visual Concepts and 2K, uh, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one plus two by Vic by Vicarious Visions and Activision. Um, so yeah, I think. First off, any snubs? I don't have any oh snubs for this one. Can I take the floor? Oh yes, I okay. I know you are. Mis I know you know more about sports, so please go on. I, <laughs> I every year I, I say the same thing when it comes to this category. Why the hell is MLB The Show never nominated <laughs> for best sports game? It is. It's been a for a decade plus the best baseball game that you can play on a video game console. And the fact that never gets the love here and, and the media and press who, who are in this voting thing never get to the point where MLB The Show is nominated is really shitty because Sony San Diego makes phenomenal baseball games. The show is incredible. It changed the game when it comes to like, like NBA 2K21 having a career mode. It's pretty much like road to the show on MLB the show it is a game changer in that way and the it, it's for it not getting love as a PlayStation exclusive um <laughs> that it has been for forever it kind of stings and the fact that it will probably most likely get a nom next year just because it's everywhere it, it will hurt a little bit like it's going to be the same quality of game um but the fact that it's only PlayStation and it doesn't get the love it it Bums me out a great deal. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say a couple of things on that. Number one, you are right. Once it's on every platform, I think yeah. that actually is just going to open it to more people and you'll probably see it on the list. Um, number two, you look at the sports portrayed here. Racing, I'd say, is racing and extreme sports are way more accessible than the typical mm -hmm. simulation racing and the football and 
base in basketball, but also basketball and football or soccer if you're American. Yeah. Um, I am American, but I'm going to call it football. Um, <laughs> those sports are typically way more popular than baseball just For sure. by watchability in the actual sports, not just the games. So that's that's what I chalk that up to. But also, Alan... Uh, my co-host is usually on the show. Al would love that you just stood up for MLB so hard Thank right you. there. Because <laughs> he is Mr. I see you, Alan. Yeah. Every, at least once a month, we're we're talking about what we're playing and MLB's in his playlist. So, like, he, he definitely that F, The that. F1 2020 got a nom over MLB The Show this year. Yeah, that's weird. Because that, that is a simulation racing game. That is yeah. a serious Formula One racing, which I didn't think Formula One was a big thing. I mean, granted, we're we're here in the states; it's probably huge in Europe. But wow, shocking! Yeah, very bizarre. And then Code Codemasters just stacking the board with, yeah. with with their racing games, and you know, shout out to them. I know they just got acquired, so you know, take that money, man. Um, but yeah, any other snubs? Because I feel like we're gonna be pretty universal on this one as far as who we yeah. want and who we think will win. I, I agree with Kyle. Uh, MLB The Show deserves massive love. They put this uh, quality product out year over year over year. And the fact they haven't got a nomination at all the past few years is saddening. Especially mm-hmm. with how good those games look. Um, mm-hmm. So I um, am sad that Rocket League isn't on this list. Uh, uh, yeah. It should be on every year mm-hmm. until Rocket League <laughs> is done. Uh, but, um, I, I think what I want to win is, I think it sounds like we may be in agreement. I want Tony Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I want to win. And I think what will win is probably gonna be Tony Hawk. I I, want to put that out there for hope. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Are we all in agreement on that one? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. We, I think all of us know. If FIFA wins, though, I'm going to be really upset from all the reviews I read about it. It's just a copy and paste of last year. Another reason, like, why is someone be the show not nominated over this? Because FIFA 21 is pretty much the same game as last year. Uh, like, to a T. I, I think even the Switch port is last year's game with just the new number in it. Yeah. Hey, man. I'm, same this, as Madden. Yeah. It's Madden's a damn shame. Forever. And to think, because the, the deadline for getting these nominations were right around next-gen embargoes, so... I'm sure if people weren't busy, they could take actual time and look around and be like, hey, what actual sports games came out this year instead of mm-hmm. just being like, people like FIFA, click. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we'll see. But yeah, Tony Hawk, all this is moot because Tony Hawk is all of our preferred choices and it definitely will take this because everyone loved Tony Hawk. That just took mm-hmm. over a good month back when that came out. So shout out to that game. And shout out to Vicarious Visions, knocking it out the yeah. park despite, you know, being under the umbrella of Activision. <laughs> Shout out to them. Um, and then Please we go on. Tony Hawk Underground. Ooh, I, that has to be soon, right? It's Tony not Hawk next. Underground is the yeah. best Tony Hawk game, and I will stand on that hill. <laughs> that is the only Tony Hawk game I actually owned as a child. So I will, I will sit there and I'll sit in your corner on that one. I just dream of the year where this category is filled with like NBA Street. SXX, oh, Tony NFL Hawk. Blitz. Yeah, give me those days back. Oh my god. NFL Street and SSX? Yeah. Bro, ooh, NBA Street and you got oh. my whole heart. Oh lord yeah. have mercy. NBA Street used to be the business. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, <laughs> speaking of, well, speaking of business, 
Um, actually, that's not a good segue at all. Best sim and strategy game. <laughs> the the nominees are uh, Crusader Kings Three by Paradox Entertainment, Desperados Three by Me 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 Games and THQ Nordic, uh, Gears Tactics by Splash Damage and the Coalition, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator by Asobo, and XCOM Chimera Squad by Firaxis. Uh, any snubs here? I, I'm not too much of a sim and strategy guy, uh, but did any of y'all have any snubs for this one? Nope. The only uh, one that I played on this list is XCOM, and it's XCOM. It's fantastic, but yeah. I can't think of any any snubs. Fair enough, Eric. Are you charging I, something up there? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't play sim strategy games, so. Uh, fair enough. Well, I'll say for me, you know what? I'm gonna change this because I've been thinking about it more. I originally said that the one that I want to win is Gears Tactics, just because clearly I'm a big Gears fan, if my love for Gears 5 is any indication. <laughs> um, but I'm going to change it to match the one that I think will win, and that is Flight Simulator. That's my J pick as well. Both. Yeah, and I I'm only picking that because, sure, not everyone's able to actually play it because it is a massive PC hog, but you got to admire the the balls on Microsoft <laughs> or or the balls on Asobo to to put the entire world in one game and let you go anywhere and traverse it. That is just remarkable, incredible, astounding. And I think that is cool enough alone to where all these other games. Sure, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about Crusader Kings 3, but it doesn't sound like a... a, a the, when you talk about Flight Simulator, it sounds like a game in a movie. <laughs> like, it sounds like something that shouldn't exist. But Crusader Kings 3, I, I respect to that game. If it takes it away, I'm sure the sim people and the strategy people out there will have their day in the sun. But Flight Simulator just sounds so cool. I got to vote for that. How about y'all? Yeah, same. Yeah. Are, are you I both no wanted to win? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are we all on the same page here? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So we <laughs> both said that we want it to win and it should win, right? Yes, I'll agree with that. You, you know what? To get the points, I'm going to go with Crusader Kings 3. <laughs> we'll get the win. Okay. <laughs> I like the bravado there. Once again, got the balls of Microsoft here <laughs> voting for the... Because I do think that people who are hardcore into the sim and strategy genre, if they are if they are the ones deciding this, I think they're going to actually put in some votes for Crusader Kings. I think it's us plebs who are being like, oh, Flight Simulator, I can go to Kansas and see my house. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll put you down for, for Crusader, though. Crusader. Gotta get the points. <laughs> we'll see. I, I will be tabulating all of these things as I'm watching, so you will... We will see if there is even a victor at the end of this thing. Um... And so on to the next category then, since that one was almost universally appreciated. Uh, best family game. This one might be easy too. Uh, the nominees for this one, Animal Crossing New Horizons by Nintendo, uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time by Toys for Bob, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout by Mediatonic, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit by Velen Studios and, and Nintendo, uh, Minecraft Dungeons by Mojang and Double Eleven, and Paper Mario, The Origami King by Intelligent Systems. Um, so how are we feeling on this one? First off, any snubs? I got a big snub on this one. Oh, and of course, Craig decided to die while we're recording. Oh. But that's why we have a backup, so it's all good in the hood. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll continue on, though. Uh, so for 
this one, this big snub that I want to give, and I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this snub for every single category I feel it would have been eligible for. Okay. Where the fuck is Dreams? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I I've said this on Twitter so many times. Dreams deserved so many more nods than it got. It only got a nod in the VR category. This easily could have been a great place to put it. And I know, especially Mario Kart Live, like I know it's cool tech. Does it deserve a nom here? Nah, it's mm. compared to Dreams, Mario Kart Live is nothing. So like, let's get out of here with that noise. Let's get out of here with that nonsense. I, I mean, Mario Kart Live is more a toy than a game. That's my point. Like, it's it not only is Mario Kart Live more of a toy than a game, Dreams is more of a tool than a game at times. Mm-hmm. But it can be both in equal measure. Where Mario Kart Live, it when you take the toy out of it, there's no gameplay. The gameplay is the toy. The toy is the gameplay. And that is kind of blurring a line for the game awards. So I, I think Dreams just would have been a better fit here. And if only more people played it and paid attention to all the cool things that are happening in the months since it came out, I think it would have made it. So yeah, Dreams, I'm going to say that every time. Often, you will hear that multiple times here. That's so a good yeah. snub. Yeah, very, very bad snub in my heart, but you know how it is. <laughs> Um, any other snubs before we get on with the rest of it? I get I like when I think of family games, these are the ones, especially those top three that I think of. Okay, yeah, I think I think that's fair. Um, in that case, I'll go ahead and say both the game that I want to win and the game that I think will win, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, I do think because I do enjoy that game for as much shit as I talked about it in the multiplayer game or multiplayer category. I do enjoy that game. I think it's really cute. I think it's really fun. I think it's really relaxing. Of course, it's great for families, but it's great for everyone. I've seen more adults talk about this game than I've seen kids. And it was to the point where the hype even got me sucked into it as my first Animal Crossing game. And I enjoyed it well enough for the time that I had with it. So I think I want it to win because I think it needs to get some props. And I think this is a great place for it. And I also think it will because Animal Crossing is probably the biggest phenomenon on this category. Uh, so what say y'all? Um, I, I'm I'm trying to think. Like, this is a very hard category for me to pick, and I haven't since Eric mentioned it in the last category. Thinking about points, so I'm trying to gamify <laughs> my picks here. Um, Animal Crossing is huge for sure. What I would love to win, honestly, would be Crash Bandicoot Four. Ooh, um, okay. Because that game is so good, and it is a tragedy that not a whole lot of people bought that game. Uh, mm. It is the best Crash game made, and Toys for Bob deserves a ton of credit for what they did. And the replay value on that one is insane. Um, but I honestly think the game that is going to win best family game might be Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, I, I, I just feel Minecraft is huge. I feel like the kids love the Minecraft still, which is bonkers to me. Um, and I think My- Minecraft Dungeons will win, but I want Crash Bandicoot to win. Yo, I'll just say real quick, I actually had Minecraft Dungeons as my want to win for a while before I changed to the Animal Crossing. I really enjoy Minecraft Dungeons. I had a lot of fun with that game. I would be so so because I know a lot of people played Minecraft Dungeons, mm-hmm. so I can see it winning just because of that. But Animal Crossing, though, <laughs> like Joe Biden didn't make a Minecraft Dungeons character. <laughs> That's so, fair. I don't want to give away all my reasonings why Animal Crossing isn't winning. Uh, I, I oh. think I think there are other awards that Animal Crossing might win. 
Oh god. That I think they might spread the love. I I know Emmett, please me. It hurts just saying it. Oh. But I I think they're going to spread the love and try to highlight a lot of games. Um so yeah. I oh, think man. this one it's going to go. Sounds to like you got some Minecraft. insider knowledge there, Kyle. <laughs> no, no insider knowledge, just me. You have some my expectations. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. You know what? I'll we'll, we'll save the dinner. No, we'll save the spoils <laughs> after dinner, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Eric, what are you feeling on this one? Uh, I want Fall Guys to win cuz <laughs> Fall Guys is so great. Uh, but yeah, I think Best Family will definitely be Animal Crossing cuz Yeah. That it's Nintendo. Nintendo typically always wins these Best Family games. That's just that's science right there but yeah shout out to crash 4 Mm -hmm. yeah shout out to crash 4 as well i haven't played it yet but that game seems to be the most accessible crash and even to longtime fans the most fun so you know good on them for making a great game but this category seems tailor-made for the nintendo game of that year to win so i i feel like it's going to be animal crossing um but on a completely different note let's get into some blood and gore best fighting game (laughs) Uh, God, these are going to be some weird names. Okay, let's try this. Cat, <laughs> uh, the nominees are Grand Blue. Okay, that wasn't hard. Grand Blue Fla- Fantasy versus by Arc System Works and Psy Games. Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate by NetherRealm Studios and WB. Uh, Street Fighter 5 Championship Edition by Dimps <laughs> and Capcom. <laughs> uh, One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows by Spike Chunsoft and Banco Nemkai. Nemco. And under under night in birth X E late control. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be clear. Oh, clear? What the hell? I think it's supposed to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> okay, late clear. French bread and arc system works. God damn. Okay, that's not winning right <laughs> no. there. Under night in birth. God, just under under intoxication because i'm drunk after reading that i don't know um anywho uh i'll say i don't have any snubs here do y'all have any snub? oh the one snub i'll say i'm not super passionate about it but i feel like i've already seen blessed tweet about this one punch man is apparently bad mm-hmm. so why don't they take that off and put in dems fighting herds which it feels like there's been more positive buzz about that game why don't what we take off the name that's hard to pronounce and get rid of put <laughs> them fighting words? I mean, but I've I've heard about Undernight in Birth. I just never had to read the full name until now. So I've heard positive things about that game where in One Punch Man, I've heard nothing but negative things. Very few things, but those few things have been negative. Yeah, I, I like feel that. like yeah. I I can't think of any subs. I haven't played a fighting game in a very long time. Um <laughs> fair enough. I, I feel like why is Street Fighter Five always nominated? Because <laughs> people know it. It's the same reason yeah, FIFA's nominated. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think my want to win is, is going to be Mortal Kombat Eleven. Ooh, uh, I'm right there with you. Just because uh, those trailers were so freaking hype, um, mm-hmm. like the story stuff, and I heard the story is is pretty decent. Um, so that's what I would want to win. What I think will win, actually, probably Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I put as well. Yeah, I'm just doubled up on MK. And it's it's the story stuff. Everyone loved the story from last year. And they stacked on top of it. They added new characters. Pretty much every action hero that you loved from the 80s is in Mortal Kombat now, which is crazy to think about. And then, honestly, on a personal note, it feels like Mortal Kombat is 
one of the very few franchises, especially in fighting games, that is like speaking directly to the black community in a weird way. <laughs> like when the game first got announced, it was with the 21 Savage song. And I don't know if you saw, but Halloween, Megan Thee Stallion dressed up as Melina from Mortal Kombat. And now she's doing some promotion with them. That's awesome. It's like they're doing a lot of cool things where I'm like, you know what? I haven't actually played a Mortal Kombat game in a while, but respect on you. So, yeah, I, I have MK, my likely and my want. So uh, how about you, Eric? Uh, I do like One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. Just uh, oh, throwing that wow. out there. Wow. <laughs> I just I love One Punch Man. So it's just ah, put, okay. make it a video game and I'm I'm good. <laughs> you're, you're like me with spongebob battle for bikini bottom rehydrated <laughs> that that was a good game i like that game i platinum yeah. spongebob it was fun i liked it so um yeah i agree i think mortal kombat 11 is i want to win and will win because i do like mortal kombat it's great i did not like that 21 savage trailer when they announced <laughs> it because it was so bad it made no sense with what was oh. going on I'll concede that it was probably jarring, especially for a brand new Mortal Kombat. The first time you see it is with a 21 Savage song. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I can understand how it'd be jarring. It's like watching Raiden and Scorpion fight. It's like, yeah, this is intense. And then all of a sudden, uh, Trap Beat starts. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> this is not... <laughs> this is weird. Uh, but yeah, all everything you talked about Mortal Kombat is, is accurate. Like, I think... It's got the best shot to win, and it will win because it's Mortal Kombat. Exactly. Who doesn't love Mortal Kombat? Maybe. Moms. Yeah, I was about to say Protestant <laughs> mothers. <laughs> Maybe they don't have to be Protestant, but you know, if you if you're gore adverse. Uh, but in any case, um, on to yet another completely big switch up. Uh, best role playing game. Uh, some uh -oh. stiff. This is going to be a stiff one. This is going to be some hard competition. Um, the nominees here. Final Fantasy VII Remake, of course, by Square Enix. Genshin Impact by MiHoYo. Uh, Persona 5 Royal, Atlas and Peace Studios. Wasteland 3 by Inexile Entertainment and Cock Media. And Yakuza Like a Dragon, Ryuga Go Gotoku Studio and Sega. I am going to throw this bomb in there. First off, I don't think there's any uh, snubs here, right? Do we have any snubs? I can't think of any other RPGs uh, this year. I think these no. are all the top. Yeah, I think these are all the highest echelon of the RPG. So I'm gonna throw this bomb in. Uh oh, here we go. Uh, I, I'm not gonna. I'm I not see gonna where get the cursor stopped. And Emmett, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna leave the cursor there. But that's not what I'm about to pick. All right. <laughs> um, I think this is in any other time. This would be a great one to pick. But because the competition is so fierce, I think it's a little bit controversial. Uh, Persona Five Royal, man. I this is my first time playing Persona ever this year. I I played the first I I played to play only the first 2 hours. I ended up playing three and a half on stream. I had a blast playing that game and I've played a little bit more. I still have a good 100 hours in front of me. But god, that game is so it's beautiful, it's engaging, it's vibrant, it's unique. It's it's just such a fascinating game to me. I think it's outstanding. I think it deserves its props. I know it got, I don't know if it actually won any of the awards it was nominated for back in 2017, but it, shit, it deserves more because I think that game is awesome. But I feel like Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to take it home at the end of the day, just because it's Final Fantasy VII. Everyone loves it. Everyone loved the remake. It's it's like one of the big games of the year where Persona 5 Royal it feels more like an update to a great game. 
So yeah, that's where I'm at. What about y'all? Uh, yeah, uh, Persona Five did win in 2017. Uh, oh, okay. Best role playing. So it got uh, its flowers, but still, yeah, I love uh, it. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, Persona Five Royal. From what I played, I still have to go back to it. Um, is amazing. I love that Persona Five world and that story for sure. It's so unique. Persona games are just on another level. I feel like, but you Final Fantasy VII remake. Come on, <laughs> that is a dream come true for me. Uh, Final Fantasy VII is the first role playing game I ever played when I was younger, and I hold a very strong attachment to that game in that series the fact that i have like actual copies of materia in front of my tv on my tv stand like i love final fantasy and final fantasy 7 remake so damn much and what it did is extraordinary some people might think the ending is too much i get it i understand where you're coming from but for me i'm so excited to see whatever part two is going to be and uh they knocked it out of the park final fantasy 7 remake is who i want to win and i who I hope will win. Hmm. Okay. Wow. I didn't expect you to have material materia, but yeah, <laughs> definitely one, definitely a real one. Uh, how about you? Are you in the same boat, Eric? I'm about to make Cameron Hawkins real mad. Oh no. Oh, Here we go. I'm about uh, to shit. I'm mad. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so of these games, I tried Genshin Impact, and I like uh, Breath of the Wild with um, waifus. Uh, that one, uh, it was cool. There was a lot going on, on screen, but you can't really yeah. fault it because it's a free game. Uh, it was pretty. Uh, it was nice that your weapons didn't break after using them for thirty seconds. <laughs> Certainly. Um, so shout out to that. I haven't played Wasteland three. I haven't played the other ones. I guess, but I hear like I can just jump into this one. Yeah, Wasteland so. three. I've heard a lot of people are digging that, especially on Game Pass. It's really easy to jump in. And Yakuza Like a Dragon. Everyone and their mother is loving that right now. So like it, I can see that one pulling forward. Uh, too. I would. I and Yakuza. I'm waiting until I finish the other ones. I just have to finish the rest of the series. I know everyone's saying like this is like you can. Uh, Kiru's so, not in this, so you, you can just jump in. Sh- straight away but i kind of want to play the other games before i play yakuza like a dragon mm-hmm. um so holding off on that one i want persona 5 royal to win because persona 5 the original is the best role-playing game ever made um uh, excuse me japanese role-playing game best role-playing game is witcher 3 excuse me uh oh, wow. so persona 5 royal best jrpg uh final fantasy remake is not that great <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> oh God, Eric! I'm gonna keep the hot take I had in the chamber for myself now. <laughs> oh man, I I think it's a good game. Like I I don't think it's a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. I just don't think it's this video game equivalent of the Second Coming of Christ that everyone has claimed it is. <laughs> um, like it's gorgeous. Um, uh, it is one. Of, it is a breathtaking game to look at. Uh, the characters are great. The music's good. Uh, the narrative's good. I like it. Uh, it. It's essentially just, hey, corporation bad. There you go. Um, Watch Dogs 2, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, the combat was was good. Like, oh, just good? I thought you were going to hit it with great. <laughs> I, I kept thinking, like, is this it? Uh, oh. <laughs> and, oh. And, um. That's because 
Uh, about to drop another hot tag. Final Fantasy 15 is the greatest Final Fantasy game. Oh my god. Emmett, it's been real. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even played a Final Fantasy and I am here in straight. This is like, I don't know if you've ever seen that internet video of these two girls arguing and the one girl's like, that's why your shoe's raggedy. And the other girl's like, that's why your mama dead. <laughs> This is what this is. <laughs> it's a video game equivalent of that. I I I like Final Fantasy VII Remake. I, I mm-hmm. think it's a well-made game. I, I don't think it's a great role-playing game. I think it's a good action-adventure. I'd rather put this in the action-adventure category uh, than role-playing game. Um, but, yeah, I, I just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I don't even think Final Fantasy VII Remake is in my top five of the year. Oh my so god! Far. So yeah, I mean I haven't played it, so I can't talk. Shout much out it, to Persona Five Royal for Ooh. what I think will win. I now, can go I think on Final, for like th- the next three hours. I think Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to win this category. Mm-hmm. Actually, <laughs> like I, wow. because because it's a Final Fantasy VII Remake, I think it's going to win. I want Persona Five Royal to win, but hey, can't win everything. <laughs> All right, so it sounds like you and me are united on that front, where we both want Persona 5, but think FF7 will win. But, God, I am not as toxic with my opinions as to why. <laughs> God, uh, oh. You're great, Cameron. Keep keep doing things. Keep doing great things, man. I just don't like Final Fantasy 7 Remake Cam on, my brother. Cam on. Oh, man. <laughs> I, oh, man. I am... While I recover from that, we, we've had enough action and adventure just in those couple words. But uh, let's get into the next category, which is action and adventure. Um, this ca- The category is going to comprise of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ubisoft Montreal, uh, Ghost of Tsushima by Sucker Punch, Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Insomniac Games, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Moon Studios, Jedi, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order by Respawn, and The Last of Us Part Two by Naughty Dog and SIE. Um, this one might be an easy place for snubs. Are there any snubs here? Because this is like the most broad genre. A lot of games could fit into this category. Anything here that you feel like is missing? Well, here, Eric, is why the Materia system in FF7 Remake is not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't, off the top of my head, think of... Um another big action-adventure game other than these, because these are powerhouses. Certainly. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking back at uh, other games that I've played this year. <gasps> oh, my God. I just realized. Oh, I'm just going to mention this real quick. I'm not going to harp on it, because I've talked about this multiple times on the show. Best multiplayer? A snub that should have been on there? Where the hell is Risk of Rain 2? Mm. Oh, about yeah, the- I know you love that game. Yeah, yeah for sure. People know I love Risk of Rain 2. That game is excellent. I own it on like four platforms at this point, or actually three. Yeah, on Switch, PC, PS4, and Stadia, not four. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, that game is excellent. Everyone should play it. It should have been nominated for something. Um, but going back to this category, looking through the games I've played, I can't really think of anything that released this year that will qualify. So yeah, I'm, I'm good with these. Uh, Eric, you good with all these? Uh, here, here's my thoughts. I think, uh, as much as it was, it was my game of the year last year. I don't think Fallen Order should be on this list because it's been too long, and I feel as though this is just essentially a hey, we didn't do much for you last we year. We messed here up last year. Yeah. I mean, and I'm gonna keep it real. Yeah, go ahead. I and that's just that's just sad because Fallen Order is a fantastic game, and it should have gotten way more respect than just this little nomination. 
Uh, so I would take it off. And here's here's a hot take. Ooh. Where is Marvel's Avengers? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> This is a this is the opposite. This is like a lukewarm take, because <laughs> like where, no one would agree. With you. Where is Marvel's Avengers? Because for as much of a broken mess as that is, it is my <laughs> it's my second favorite game of the year. Oh boy! <laughs> oh had, man! I've had so much fun with that game. I just like going up and beating people up with Cap Shield or Mjolnir. That I I think if. It only deserves one nod in all this, and it's this one, mm. because okay. it is a technical broken mess. There is a lot of recycled content. Um, it is delaying patches, and its quality of life updates aren't coming through. And then we live in trying times right now, so I, I, I I'm yeah. okay with that because uh, you, the workers' health should come first before putting the stuff out and so i really like marvel's avengers and i'm glad that the hawkeye kate bishop dlc is coming out pretty soon so i can get back into the game um but yeah that that's my personal snub i think of it marvel's avengers should be in there and i i wouldn't even want it to win i just wanted to have one nom and that's for this one fluttering right now i'll tell you that um (laughs) i will i agree with you that avengers it's such a big game. It was such a megaton that you would think it would get a nomination somewhere. And if not for Jedi Fallen Order getting the pity nom here, it would have filled that slot. I, I'm fully, I fully agree with that. Um, but for me, uh, I'd say I want Miles to win just because I want Miles to win something. Because mm-hmm. I do think it is. I like it more than the original Spider Man. I think that game is phenomenal. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, is that a hot take? Uh, <laughs> no, on that one. No, there's there's nothing. I, I like Miles, but I, I think the 2018 version is better. But that's just me personally. So I mean, it's it's not the right take. <laughs> All right, I, I, I'll give you that. Uh, I, I'll talk about it in my review. But long story short, I feel like Marvel Spider Man feels like a more unique atmosphere and characters it feels more unique rather than here's another peter parker with another set of the characters you all know and love where miles is like oh you see miles once or twice but here's another twist that's even more unique i i, I like it for that but i think this is one of going to be one of the categories that this game is going to sweep i think last was part two takes it here um i think a lot of people are going to vote for it i know it's been divisive and even in the critic space it's been divisive but I think it, I still think The Last of Us Part Two is going to take some other awards later, but I think it's at least going to take this one. Uh, what say y'all? Yeah, uh, it's hard to ignore Last of Us Part Two. It is my personal game of the year. Um, but I think Ghost is going to win Best Action Adventure. Ooh, uh, okay. Because that is all about adventuring through the island of Tsushima and discovering things as you go, and it feels so damn good to play. So I think Ghosts will win. What I want to win is Last of Us Part Two, of course. Uh, I would not be shocked because it is a snub later that Ori and the Will of the Wisps win this one. Mm, okay. Yeah, I do think Ori deserves something, and mm-hmm. this will be a good place to give them recognition. But, man, you're stacked up against some Titans here. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about it? Similarly, Eric? Or uh, so I am opposite of Kyle. Like, um, 
And the funny thing is, like, as a big dedicated Sony quote unquote pony, I guess, <laughs> um, I have not finished Last of Us Part Two. <gasps> oh my god. I, yeah. I'm not gonna hold it against you. It because is a dark game. It's it's not even that. It's just one of those things where so the Last of Us Part One, I guess we can call it that now, um, is such a masterpiece that I did not need a sequel. <laughs> um, Fair. I was in that camp. I didn't need a sequel. I thought it ended perfectly. And when they announced part two, I was really excited because it's just it's more Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog, pound for pound, I think is the best developer out there. The dog. And um, <laughs> I, I have my collector collector's edition Ellie. I have all the goodies and stuff. But I was as I was playing the game, I was just I kept going back. I don't need this. Like this is a technical masterpiece. Like all the crap they've crap. I, I, that's a poor all the term. bullshit they put in this. Game. <laughs> all like the tender love and care they put in this game is just outstanding. But narrative wise, I was just like, I'm not driven in this. Like I, I don't want to continue this because I feel as though I don't need the story, and I feel as though for me personally. That's like such a disservice to Ellie that I do need to continue it because I do. I think Ellie is one of the best characters PlayStation has, mm-hmm. and so I, I need to finish this before the end of the year so I can officially have my game of the year um, ranking. But um, I think Last of Us Part Two will win this, but I really want Ghost of Tsushima to win this because mm. Ghost is still my game of the year. Uh, it is fantastic. Uh, it is. I know people call it the Assassin's Creed Japan game that we finally got, but that does it a disservice. I, I, this game is wonderful on its own. The most beautiful open world I've ever played. Like th- This game is a masterpiece to look at. And the combat is great. It's visceral. It's gritty. I feel like I'm describing a Dark Knight movie. Sorry. <laughs> um, but it, the combat is great. My favorite thing is the standoff. When I go up to a yeah. bunch of guys, I just hit, I, if it's up or down on the directional pad, and just scream, hey! And they mm-hmm. just come at me, and we fight. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, I like the choice if you want to be stealthy or samurai-y. Um, narrative's great, but I guess we'll get to that nat- later. But yeah, I want Ghost of Tsushima to win, but I this is going to be like Red Dead 2 back in 2018. I feel as though Last of Us Part 2 is about to start rolling in all the categories it's in. Mm, so. Yeah. I, once again, I feel like the Last of Us 2 is very divisive, and I feel like that might, either subconsciously or you know it, uh, I feel like that might be a factor into why you're not playing it, because that was kind of, once I got the game and I sat there the weekend of and was about to play it, I sat there for a couple minutes, like, nervous, because I was like, it, it's so perfect where it left off, mm-hmm. what else could happen, and hot damn, there's a lot of shit that happens, yeah. and Somehow I still enjoy it. Uh, um, not even somehow, like it's a impossible thing. Uh, but yeah, Ghost, I respect the love for Ghost. I have yet to get around to Ghost. And at this point, now that I've seen it can run at 60 frames on PS5, I'm just going to wait until I can get a PS5 to play it. But as a big Sucker Punch fan, as a big Infamous fan especially, mm-hmm. I'm glad to see them get success. I'm glad people like their game. I still think... I'm not bitter about it because I think Ghost looks like I would enjoy it. But God, if they if I had an infamous game on PS5 right now at 60 frames per second, like you do, thanks with PlayStation Plus collection, you can play (laughs) Infamous Second Son at 60 frames a second. 
good point. But if there was a new infamous game, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I had that, I would be so much more happy and so much more hyped to play it than like I wouldn't be waiting to play a new infamous game on the next gen. I would have played that already, much like I did Miles Morales. So mm-hmm. um I'm I'm a little, you know, I wish it was that way, but I'm sure Ghost is great. And if it wins here, good on them. Um, but personally, I'm pulling for Miles, but we all know Last of Us 2 will in all likelihood probably take it. I'll do you one better, Emmett. Mm-hmm. Where's my next generation Sly Cooper game? Ooh, boy. <laughs> Sly Blue Point, that remaster. Sly 2, one of the best open worlds I've played. <laughs> ooh, ooh, man. We got hot takes for days on this episode. Lord have yeah. mercy. Sucker Punch um, is great at open worlds. So, yeah. We better watch out with these hot takes, though, because they could lead us to our Doom Eternal, which is the first nominee. Oh, my God. <laughs> category. Uh, I'm for, loving the segues. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting better at them halfway through, and we're starting to hit it. Uh, best action game, of course, starting with Tomb Eternal by id Software, uh, Hades by Supergiant Games, Half-Life Alex by Valve, Neho 2 by Team Ninja, and Streets of Rage 4 by Dot Emu. I'm, I don't really have snubs for this one uh looking through the games that i've played this year yeah i don't really have anything as far as a snub goes but i am surprised that uh streets of rage 4 made it on here (laughs) excuse me it's really good yeah i mean i i've heard it's really good and a lot of people talked about it back in the day but yeah when you think about like streets of rage 4 is on here next to half-life alex and doom eternal yeah like that feels wild to think about in a vacuum, but the quality of the game definitely speaks for itself. Um, and I'd say, despite Street to Rage Four, I respect the fact that you made it here. I think that I want Doom Eternal to win because a lot of people shat on Doom Eternal. A lot of people have issues with Doom Eternal. I think that game is great, and I think all the people who say it's inferior to the original game just aren't good at it. <laughs> <laughs> which feels like a really shitty thing to say, but I, I was also in that same boat. Doom Eternal kicks my ass every time I play it, but when I finally figure out what to do, it it just feels so great. It's like, it's like walking through a minefield on a pogo stick where you'll blow up a million times, but once you pull that shit off and you make it to the other side of the minefield, you feel like a god among men. So... I really love Doom Eternal. I think ha- I what did I put? Yeah, I think Hades is going to take this one because everyone loves Hades. I think Hades is just overtaking the world. But Doom Eternal is the one I'm pulling for. Uh, we'll, we'll switch it up a little bit. Eric, what about you? What, what uh, do you think? So <laughs> I guess I'm in your boat where I'm just not good at it. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like Doom Eternal. Like the original 2016 Doom is one of the best games. Like best shooters. Just one of the best games the last five years. Uh, it was, and it came just, it was a sucker punch to the face. Oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Um, <laughs> uh, it was so good. So obviously Doom Eternal, I'm ready. Demons, Hell's coming to Earth and throughout the whole f- solar system. And I'm going to be the Doom Slayer, going to punch things in the face. And then I played the game and it's good. Like it's it's gameplay is really good. Uh, but man, oh man, there's just some things I didn't like about the game. I didn't like it's crazy devotion to its lore like i i yeah. appreciate i appreciated just the original doom like hey there are demons on mars okay i'll go punch them um <laughs> and i liked that approach i thought that was cool having now that i'm stopping to read codex pages all the time I'm like okay give me back in the action 
Um, and there's some stuff where if you didn't read the codex pages, you're like, okay, what what's happening here? What what's going on? Um, and for me, I don't know if it was my PC code or whatever, but I thought some of the sound design was off. Like when I was clicking headshots with the um, rifle, it just sounded off. Um, like watermelons popping. Yeah, I know. Like you could change it to where like there are different sound effects or anything, like confetti or something. But I, the sound design was off. The soundtrack was not as good as the first one. Like there was some bangers in the Doom mm. Eternal soundtrack, but I remember just having the original Doom soundtrack on my weightlifting playlist because it was that great. And I, I feel as though Doom Eternal for me is probably my b- biggest disappointment of the year. Um, huh. I'm excited to get into the DLC because I'm excited to take on two Marauders at once to see my if I God. hate myself. Said uh, no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Doom Eternal is probably my biggest disappointment of the year. But I think Hades, I want Hades to win and I think Hades will win because I stopped playing Hades about 11 hours into it. It just wasn't clicking for me. But there's no denying that that is a very well-made game and I think it deserves uh, this award. Hmm. Are you feeling the same way, Kyle? Um, so out of this list, I've only played Doom. Oh, wow. Um, I'm selfishly waiting for a Hades uh, port to PlayStation. Make it happen, <laughs> Super Giant, please. I'm going to play it's, it in hey, gorgeous 4K. It's on sale on Switch right now, and they're going to oh. they're gonna implement um, cross-save with the PC version soon. So mm, okay. I feel like you, you jump in now and then play it on the pretty PC once it's there. Uh, yeah, I think Hades will win. Um, I'm kind of in a love-hate relationship with Doom Eternal. I enjoyed my time with it. I pl- I got all the trophies in it, except for multiplayer. Um, it felt great, but looking back on it, it's sort of forgettable. Like all the when I when I think of Doom, the things I think of are the really crappy platforming that I felt. Um, oh, instead of thinking of the positives of like how good the guns felt and you know putting in the perks to to get the different kinds of the gun like the different abilities or whatnot um it's definitely a well-made game and i i enjoyed it when i played it but looking back i it just kind of seems like more doom which isn't a bad thing but just Mm. it doesn't i don't feel like it pushed it far enough ahead of 2016 still a phenomenal game but Hades, I think it's another one that's going to start running categories, and I think this is where it starts. So, is this also? Would you say Hades is also the one you're pulling for as well? Uh, I'm going to pull for the underdog and say Streets of Rage Four because it is a very well made game. Um, but okay. yeah, I think Hades will win. Okay, I respect that. I respect that. It's good to get an underdog vote for Streets of Rage. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like because Doom Eternal was able to make it the game of the year. It, it it has a really decent chance of getting one of these lower tier awards because it's not going to win game of the year. But if enough people like it to get it there, I think it's going to have to win something like best action. And also, RIP Neo 2. I didn't play you. I don't think. Did, did you actually try out Neo, Eric? Since I know you're so No, I, I, I didn't. I, yeah. The first Neo didn't grab me. So I, I don't think this one's going to grab me either. Yeah, so cancel that out, and I don't think any of us can afford the VR necessary to play Half Life nope. Alex. Oh, it'll it'll win a category. Oh yeah, yeah it will, and it's gonna piss me the fuck off. So let's get there <laughs> right now. Uh, best VR slash AR. 
uh, Dreams by Media Molecule, Half-Life Alex by Valve, Marvel's Spider-Man, or wow, Marvel's Iron Man VR by Camouflage, uh, Star Wars Squadrons by Motive EA Studios, and The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Skydance Interactive. Um, y'all already know what <laughs> yeah. the fuck is about to <laughs> Like, I am so infuriated. What will win, Emmett? Half like Alex is gonna take this thing to the fucking bank. This better be the first award shown off on the show to get it out of the way, because I feel like how does a Half Life not win? Yeah, just let me let me punch the air, because I yeah. <laughs> let me just get it out of the way, because it is it's so unfair because it feels like this category was created specifically for the one thing here. Because Iron Man VR, people like Iron Man, people actually thought that game was pretty cool, but it's. It can only do so much on PSVR. Same thing with Star Wars Squadrons. It is very much so adapted for PSVR, so it's gonna be it's gonna have those limitations. Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. I've seen gameplay of that game. It looks kind of okay, but it still feels more it feels less like a brand new VR experience and it feels more like a here's another Walking Dead thing so we can keep making money off the property because we're about to drop this season <laughs> and all this other stuff. Half-Life Alex is the game on here that feels made for the platform and tailor-crafted around everything, so it has to win. And I appreciate Dreams at least getting here somewhere, but I'm sure even Media Molecule knows that they're going to take an L on this one, and it's not deserved. Like, Dreams should have been... Dreams should have been nominated in so many other places, um, which we'll get to later on, but goddamn, it just hurts to know that Dreams is just going to get dragged through the fucking gutter and just... Bangladesh. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's gonna get hurt, and it's gonna hurt my heart. But we'll rip the bandaid off when we get there. So, yeah. Of course, as you already know. Uh, oh wait, did I skip one? Oh, oops. <laughs> I just realized I typed in the wrong thing for our category list here. Uh, but it's cool. We'll we'll flip it around here. Uh, Dreams is the one that I'm pulling for, but it's gonna be Half Life Alex, and I feel like we all agree. Uh, at least on Half Life Alex is gonna win. No, yeah. I'm going to pull for dreams with you, Emmett. Hell yeah. <laughs> but I, I do agree Half-Life takes it. Yeah, I I know. Let's let's all get on the Titanic and sink together. <laughs> How about you, Eric? You hopping on the sinking ship? Uh, I want to give my love to Star Wars and Marvel here. Like, as I haven't played Dreams yet. I'm sure I will love it. Uh, I just haven't, haven't played it. So I think I'm going to give it to Star Wars Squad- Squadrons. That's what I want to win because it's it's very it's easy to capture everyone's love of just like being in an X-wing or a Tie Fighter, and like the fact that you can do that in this game is is gonna is great. Like everyone wants to fly in one of those things. Everyone wants to run, run the Death Star run. Everyone wants to be in a dogfight with the Empire or the Rebels, depending on which side you like more. Um, but I, I want Star Wars Squadron to win, but Half Life Alex, I think this may be a unanimous pick from the judges. Yeah, everyone's gonna be like, "Of course it's Half Life." A new Half Life game came out, and we're gonna just let them lose. <laughs> That's what everyone's gonna say. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna take that L. I won't take it lying down. You'll hear me complain and bitch a lot come awards night. Um, but anyway, we'll continue on with another one that I think is a super. At least I think it's a super obvious one. Uh, innovation and accessibility. Uh, the nominees for this one, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, 
Ubisoft Montreal, Grounded by Obsidian Studios, Hyperdot by Tribe Games, The Last of Us Part Two by Naughty Dog, and Watch Dogs Legion by Ubisoft Toronto. Um, I'm a, I'm a just wait. First off, do you, is there any snubs here? I know we're not uh, a bunch of able-bodied folk here. Uh, I know we're not maybe the target audience for a category like this, but it, are there any snubs that y'all might have had? Uh, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, and I feel like this one might be a pretty easy one to solve, too, because mm-hmm. uh, both the game that I'm pulling for and the game that I think will win is The Last of Us Part Two. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, it, it, it made headlines. It made so many headlines with the amount of accessibility features it had. It might be one of the... Because I always think of Xbox as the accessibility studio, especially with Gears 5, like I keep coming back to. Uh, they did so much with that game to make it playable by so many more people. And The Last of Us Part Two being able to do that as well. Uh, I, I really just admire them. And I think that a lot of people took notice. And that kind of, if the biggest game in the fucking universe, The Last of Us can do it, then why aren't we all getting on that level? And Ubisoft, of course, has been doing pretty decent stuff in that space for a while. But Last of Us Part Two, they really, they really showed up and showed out. So yeah, big ups to yeah. them for that one. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, part of this is why I think Steve Saylor should have also been nominated earlier because mm-hmm. he was a big part of Last of Us Part Two and the accessibility team and Watch Dogs Legion, where he actually was brought on to like advise. Um, so I'm I'm happy that we're getting to a point where games are acknowledging that there needs to be more accessibility options and just like going through the menus of the last of us part two and seeing how deep it goes and the various levels of it all um, is insanely impressive. And I hope everyone follows their lead. So I I think this is a slam dunk for naughty dog for this one. Yeah. So would you say it's your want and your will? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Eric, you feeling any different? Yep. Same here. Yeah. Yeah, this one's pretty much a, a layup for uh Naughty Dog. Um they knew what they were doing. If they can if they can make their stories accessible to everybody, then that's more people for them to appreciate them. So gonna go ahead and put y'all down for the last of us two. Did you hear this. that, Emmett? Appreciate Hi. them. Uncharted. Nine Look gears. here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love Naughty. Hey. No, I know. I'm just messing with you. I'll, I'll say right now, there's a different Naughty Dog game that's in the top 10. All right? So. Okay. That's fair. They will get their flowers. Just, you know, just you wait. <laughs> um, speaking of. Uh, no, there's no flowers here. Uh, let's give some flowers to the community. Community support. Best community support. Um, this is where one of mine is finally going to get some recognition. Uh, the nominees are Apex Legends by Respawn, Destiny 2 by Bungie, Fall Guys by Mediatonic and Devolver, uh, Fortnite by Epic Games, No Man's Sky by Hello Games, and Valorant by Riot Games. Um, any snubs here? I-, I feel I'm good on this one. One that I will say, I don't know if I... Actually, here's one that I thought of, again, for the multiplayer category, but also community support could have worked for this. Uh, God, I don't even remember the name of the game. Oh, I got it. Uh, Rogue Company. Mm. I don't know mm. if y'all seen a little bit of this game here and there, but the same developer who made uh, the Overwatch knockoff, <laughs> the free-to-play one, I forget what it's called, uh, Paladins. Uh, oh, same, okay. Yeah, same guys who made Paladins, same guys who made... Um, they make a lot of like multiplayer centric games. Realm Royale is another one of theirs. And I think one other game, but long story short, 
uh rogue company is third person shooter uh multiplayer kind of round based think third person counter strike but all of the characters have like abilities like overwatch and you're buying your weapons and abilities through each match you're buying perks through each match and you know instant down no revives and you gotta arm the objective it's that type of thing game is really fun cross play cross progression everything it's on switch for christ's sake running at 60 frames per second it is a great game i really would have loved to see them get some recognition anywhere community support would have been a good one because i know they they are, have a really ground roots kind of campaign for people to know about the game because it isn't that big of a title they even though i don't like the guy that much they collaborated with dr disrespect and he has his own map in the game which i don't like dr disrespect but to get eyes on your game he's a big streamer so you know good on them for securing that bag i guess um so yeah i just think that would have been a good one here for community support uh putting them on and plus uh the developers are local they are based out of atlanta so uh big ups to them but as far as the category is as it is here uh i would say for me i'm pulling for apex but i think fall guys is gonna win um, just because of the Twitter campaigns that have been going on with Fall Guys, you know, they always like to keep it light, always like to keep it jovial and just quirky in the game itself where they're doing like little hidden Easter eggs and stuff. Um, I love me some Apex. I love me some Respawn, but Fall Guys, I think is going to take this home. Uh, what say y'all? Uh, yeah, my want and will is Fall Guys. Um, the, just how involved they are and the number of patches and fixes and updates that they're giving us within the three months that it's been released is pretty incredible. And the fact that they made a special uh, game show version for all the cheaters to go to, uh, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, and they didn't really, the cheaters didn't know that they were in with other cheaters. And just to see the clips of them all racing and hacking to the crown at the fall mountain is priceless. Um, so they know what they're doing to keep their game fresh and fair to everybody. Um, I, I think what media tonic did with fall guys is pretty revolutionary when it comes to multiplayer games and the standard of what uh, a good community team can do for a multiplayer game like this. Um, won't be shocked if Destiny wins it again. I'll just say that. <laughs> True. People do love Destiny. And I know Mr. Destiny here might agree with you, but I guess we'll see. Uh, what say you, Eric? Uh, yeah, I definitely want Destiny 2 to win it because they do. Bungie has some of the best support and just straight community, I guess, if we're trying to use community support words here. But yeah, Destiny community is fantastic. It probably is my favorite community in in all of video games. Uh, everyone's just so supportive of each other. Now, granted, you're going to have some a-holes like any other community, but the ratio of positive to negative people is so high um, hmm. where everyone's welcoming. Uh, it's like, hey, I'm having difficulty with this um, strike, or can someone help me out with this raid? People are usually, hey, yeah, sure, I'll help you out. All right, friend requests. All right, now you made Destiny Buddies for life. And the fact that they keep supporting the game like this through, like they just released a giant new expansion all from home. Yes, <laughs> incredible. With no Activision money either. Like the fact they were do, able to do all that from home just speaks to how talented they are. Not taking away anything from the other developers. Like I love Apex Legends. I love Fall Guys and they're great. But just 
all the stuff that Bungie is able to do. And Bungie themselves are the pinnacle, I think, of what developers should look up to. They care about their community. They always um, look to make their community a better place for everyone. And all the programs are starting. Like they started the Blackford Bungie program, which is exceptional. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. And they were, I remember, um, they were super supportive of Black Lives Matter and you could buy the pin and they're always uh supportive of pride month and they're just a super positive community and they put all this positivity out there and it comes back to them in positive ways like people love destiny and bungie so i think they definitely deserve the win but for the points (laughs) let's get it i'm gonna go with no man's sky Ooh, okay because i think they were able the how they were able to turn their game around from when it first started is a big success story for them and they keep putting out new content and they keep putting out these new updates where people would say oh this should have been there from launch where it's just well they're a tiny studio like it's yeah, y'all's man. fault for hyping this game up. <laughs> they went from Joe Danger to the entire universe. Like, yeah. And so I I have to give them props. I think Fortnite is starting to get to that point where like the first two years after it came out, you could definitely see that, hey, look at all this free stuff they're putting out there and stuff uh, and everything. But now it's just, all right, Fortnite's doing stuff. Cool. And yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Fall Guys is great. Uh, Valorant, I don't play enough to really see a community support but i from what i do know is like most shooters it's toxic af yeah uh, especially pc only (laughs) so i i I gotta i think no man's sky will win hmm you know what i i I wanted no man's sky to get a shout out here because i do think that redemption story is great the thing about it is i don't think it has a chance of winning because i feel like the 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 talking point of No Man's Sky and its redemption story has been a thing for like 18 months, it feels like. Like we've been saying, wow, they really turned that around for like a year and a half now. And because of that, I don't think it's on the tip of people's tongues, which leads me to believe that Fall Guys might take it because it's a phenomenon. But also, I'm looking at Fortnite and they made a lot of headlines this year. Didn't didn't Travis Scott perform this year? That was this year, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. You got stuff like the Travis Scott thing, and then by the time that the Game Awards actually happen, people they we will have all fought Galactus in the game. Like crazy stuff like that keeps happening in that game. And Didn't I think you people watch like, Inception in Fortnite this year. Yes, you could. Yeah, right? you could watch Inception in Fortnite, <laughs> which is fucking wild. Um, so yeah, it's just things like that. I think people are gonna remember and be like, "Yo, they did a lot of stuff that wasn't just hey, we keep the game patched and we're adding features." They did a lot of cool, just like interesting things for the video games medium that i think people are going to remember for a long time so there's a decent chance that fortnite could take it away even though i didn't vote for it but i think fall guys is going to win just because popularity all on its own um and with that we get to another category that i think is a layup i think this one's going to be super easy um and we're also getting into the second half of the games here so we're in the final 10 categories here been a while. We've been going on for a minute, but you know we're getting towards the crescendo here. Um, we're going to talk about the best mobile game presented by LG Wing, powered by Qualcomm Snapdragon. Um, <laughs> uh, the nominees here are Among Us by Innersloth, Call of Duty Mobile by Teamy Studios and Activision, Genshin Impact by Mihoyo, 
Legends of Runeterra by Riot Games and Pokemon Cafe Mix by Genius Sonority. Uh, weird name. Um, I I don't have any snubs here. Uh, nope. Unless I could put like Xbox Game Cloud streaming on here, <laughs> but yeah. that's just that's bogus. Um, well, it, it works, but that's just not fair for this category. I would say, or any other snubs before I go ahead and get into that part. Uh, I don't think so. Um, was this year Apple Arcade or was last year the launch of Apple Arcade? I think Ooh. last year was the launch. That was of last Apple year. Arcade. Okay. I yeah, that, that was kind of our wild hearts. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what time is anymore. <laughs> Bro, time is a flat circle, and it's whooping all of our ass. <laughs> uh, yeah. In, in that case, if there are no snubs, I'm gonna go ahead and say the one that I'm pulling for and the one that I think will win. Uh, Among Us. Among Us was just yep. too big of a deal. It took over the whole world mainly because you could download download it on your phone completely for free and hop in with your favorite streamer and that game is very fun i don't want to discredit even if it is like a big impactful thing of this year that game is a lot of fun to play and i had some of the most fun this year just screaming at my friends trying to convince them of my lies so yeah. it, it was a funky good time and i think even though genshin impact i feel guilty because genshin impact i know a lot of people love and it's gonna get some recognition somewhere but I can't see it here because Among Us has to win something, and this is where I'm feeling it. So what say y'all? Uh, Among Us for want and will, for kind of the same reasons it took over. It is a super fun game. I've learned that I need to limit my time playing that game because I get real depressed afterwards that people – I've my brain's like, oh, everyone hates you, Kyle. That's why they're voting you off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that game is incredible. I, I love – it brings me back to the days of playing like board games in college with, with mm. a group of friends and trying to figure out who who done it and blame putting blame on other people. Um, the game's awesome. I love that Intersloth has decided to not put all their time and uh, money towards a sequel and just update this one with new maps, which we will be getting a look at a br the brand new map at the Game Awards, which is super awesome. Um, I'll think about too. Yeah, right. It's uh, good for them because this game's awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm happy it, it wasn't forgotten about, and someone decided to to bring it back out into the forefront. Amen to that. Amen. Uh, what what say you, Eric? Are you feeling the Among Us train as well, or are you feeling you got another hot take in your sleep? <laughs> no, uh, Among Us want and will. Yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, I feel you, man. Among Us is so excellent. There's there's really no contest. And once again, all due respect to Genshin Impact, I'm sure it's a great game. And I even enjoy Call of Duty Mobile. I Because I had the controller hooked up for Game Pass, I figured, hey, let's try Call of Duty Mobile. And it runs very well. And it's very fun. But Among Us has to take this. It's, it's, the, it's the outlier on here. So we're going to go ahead and put ourselves down for Among Us. And with that, we're going to move on to the next category. That one was a very quick one. So let's see how this one ends up. The next category is going to be Best Indie Game, with the nominees being Carry On by Phobia Game Studios, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout by Mediatonic, uh, Hades by Supergiant Games, uh, Spelunky 2 by Moss Mouth, and Spiritfarer by Thunder Lotus Games. Uh, this one has a lot of games that were on other categories but some here that are completely new um first off are there any snubs that we have for this one 
I I actually have a couple. This is the most that I feel like there are other games Ooh. that deserve. <laughs> I a mean, six one indie. I'd expect it from yeah, you. right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> shout out to Blood Roots. Uh, oh, came yeah. out earlier this year. That game's super fun. Um, Man Eater, uh, where you're a shark. Just pick uh, that up. I'm ready to play it. It is so. It, that is the exact game I needed when lockdown started during this pandemic of just being a shark, eating fish, and just wrecking these fishermen. It is so much fun. <laughs> um, a Foregone, which is kind of a, a relatively new one. If you like Dead Cells and that kind of um, oh, yeah. gameplay style, uh, 100% go out and, and get that one. Uh, first person in the world to plat that game, by the way, right here. Love that, <laughs> that I can say that about a game. Um, oh, Fury Unleashed, which is like a roguelike game where you are playing as a comic book character. Um, and while you, you're flipping through the pages, the, the maps are all procedurally generated. And they're like panels of a p- comic book. And they're three books total. But as you get to the end of them and defeat the big bad of each book, uh, it kind of breaks reality. And you see like emails uh from the publisher to the comic book writer and the writer is so down on his luck and tired of writing about this character and thinking he's just a one hit wonder and trying to come up with a new idea. And the publishers are like, nah, let's just keep going with this burnout comic book until you're like done forever. Um, so it's an interesting take on it. It's super fun uh, for that one. Uh, the biggest one though, and I'm happy spirit fair is here. I love spirit fair. Where the hell is bugs next? Uh, oh, where it that is by far one of my favorite games I played this year. I'm shocked that it didn't get best indie. I also feel like this one might be a embargo situation where the mm. embargo wasn't up by the, or maybe they didn't get the game in time by the time these awards nominations were finalized. I feel like there's some weird timing stuff there. Sure. The, only con- the only concern I have is would that make Bug Snacks eligible for the next year? I am mm. not entirely sure on that, and I honestly wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah, I, I feel like it might have just gotten overlooked because uh, I believe we had our code a couple weeks before release, and like yeah. if if Miles Morales can get nominated, that's around the same time frame that people are getting those codes. I don't well, know. I, I feel like it's a big bummer that Bugsnax isn't there. Yeah, I imagine Miles was put into people's hands super early, and Bugsnax mm-hmm. was also very early, but not quite as early. So that's fair. Mm-hmm. If you could beat Miles in a day, Bugsnax, I understand, is a puzzle game. Most people might not have beat it in a day. So sure, you know that's how things work out. You gotta yeah. love fucking the NDAs and video games. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Any other snubs from uh from you, Eric? Nope. Or are we good with this list right here? I- I'm good with the list right here. Uh, I think it's a solid list. Okay. The- in that case, what would you say are the games that you want to win and also the one that you want to uh, or that you think will win? Uh, again, it's going to be a situation. Hades for both. Um, okay. Shout out to Spirit Fair. Uh, that's, an, uh, that's a great game. Uh, it came out a little bit right before my grandfather passed this year. And so Spirit Fair was uh, a nice moving game uh, where you could have a little bit of um, it, it. It's okay to cry with this game. And yeah. it was it was a nice little release uh, from the emotions of that time. Um, so shout out to Spirit Fair. But again, Hades, it's one of those things where this game is really great. And uh, even though I didn't finish it, and I, I think it deserves best ending. 
and it will mm. win best indie. Mm. I respect that. I respect that. Uh, what say you, Kyle? Are you also on the Hades train? Uh, I think Hades will win. What I want to win is Fall Guys. Actually, I am in the exact same boat. I I put Fall Guys as my hopeful and Hades as my expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I once again we've talked about Fall Guys a million times on this episode already, but Fall Guys is just it's that thing that took over the world. It's that game that manages to be fun at all times, even when taking an L, and it's just great. And I know people love Hades. Hades will get its due, I'm sure, but gotta show some love for Fall Guys where we can. So gonna go ahead and give it that one um and with that one we'll move on to best ongoing which is another very familiar (laughs) looking uh looking category to some other ones uh in the best ongoing category we have apex legends by respawn destiny 2 bungie call of duty warzone by infinity ward and activision uh fortnite by epic games and no man's sky by hello games um i'll keep it real i this is the one that I put for No Man's Sky being the expected winner. Um, because if if No Man's Sky is already... Because where did we put that No Man's Sky? Uh, I think that was refer- Best Community Support. Yes, mm-hmm. Best Community Support. That's when you said you expected No Man's Sky to win that. And I think No Man's Sky is going to win down here in Best Ongoing. Because, yes, they're supporting their community and everything. But I think it's just the fact that that game is still going. And the fact that they're still making all of the right decisions in not only the content that they're adding, but even they're one of the few developers besides, you know, Insomniac with the patch that just dropped. Uh, if you upgrade to the next gen, all of your trophies pop immediately on the next gen version. And it's something that seems so simple, but so few developers get it right. And it's those small details that Ep- I was going to say Epic Games, <laughs> that Hello Games knows what to do on that front. So it's really cool to see them being able to transfer all those things seamlessly. Um, so I think they're going to win. But of course, I'm a respawn sucker. I love me some Apex. And I've really been getting into Apex a lot more recently this year. So um, I'm voting as, I'm voting Apex as the game that I hope wins. Uh, so what's safe for y'all too? Uh, I'm, I'm going to probably probably be with Eric on this one. I think Destiny 2 will win uh, because of the gigantic uh, Beyond Light expansion that just came out. Um, I think that will win what I want to win. Let's see. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll say No Man's Sky just because of that redemption story for that one. But I do think Destiny 2 will take this one. Yeah, No Man's Sky would be a nice a nice little W for that team because mm-hmm. Lord knows they deserve it after, what, the first two years of death threats Absolutely. from that game and other vile stuff on the internet. Um, how are you feeling, Eric? Are you feeling a, a similar uh, redemption story as so, in order here? Uh, Destiny 2 is what I want to win, obviously. I don't need to go into that again. <laughs> uh, what will win is Call of Duty Warzone. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, that that game, yeah, it's, it's the Battle Royale. It yeah. is the one right now. So, uh, and that popularity for this year is going to play a big deal if we're using that metric for Fall Guys Warzone. It's what yeah. it's going to be. So, mm-hmm. um, yep. I can agree with you there. Warzone definitely is a megaton. But in the case of the ongoing game, Warzone has only been ongoing for about a year at this point. And it's had Not ups and downs. Oh, oh, yeah. It, it came out in March. Yeah. <laughs> So it's only like, what, uh, 10 months, 11 months? Uh, it might be closer to 10. In any case, um, 
yeah, it, it's just been here for such a short amount of time that it doesn't feel like a everlasting product in the same way. But, you know, it, it is definitely a megaton, so I'll give it its props there. Um, going on to this one's going to be hard for me because I didn't play damn near any of these games, but <laughs> we're going to get through this. Uh, games for Impact, of course, you know, the award given to the independent games that have a social meaning, social message, and made an impact. Uh, these nominees are If Found by Dream Feel and Annapurna Interactive, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition by Cardboard Computer and Annapurna Interactive, Spirit Fair by Thunder Lotus Games, Tell Me Why by Don't Not Entertainment, and Through the Darkest of Times by Paint Bucket Games. Um, this one is difficult. I don't actually have any snubs here because I don't think I've played anything from this year that I that I would say hit hard in a way that makes me think of it as having like a social message. Uh, I don't know, Kyle. I know you're Mister Indie. Is yeah. any of do you know any games that might fit this that you want to you know give a shout out to? I I think the ones that are here are well deserving. Um, out of these, I've only played Spirit Fair, uh, yeah. so I that's the one that I I want to win. But I think Tell Me Why will win this one, mm. just because of its representation of uh, trans people in there. Uh, I think is hugely important in the game space, and uh, from what I hear, it's a excellent story. So I think Tell Me Why will win. I want Spirit Fair to win, similar to why Eric was gushing about it before. Spirit Fair is. Uh, a great game to kind of grieve to in a weird way to say, I, I know that sounds weird to say, but like if you have, to be grieved by, <laughs> yeah, if, if you've ever had like a significant loss in your life, um, that game is, is really cathartic yeah. and very important. So yeah. And a hell of a game to release in this year with every, mm -hmm. with things going the way they are grieving is something that might be more common for some. So I could definitely yeah. see that hitting people emotionally. A lot more. I actually feel the same way as you. Uh, Spirit Fair is the game that I'm pulling for, but I also think it will be Tell Me Why. Uh, that had such a big marketing push from Xbox, of course, and people heard so many great things leading into it. Now, the only thing that I think might be the thing to fuck it up for, for Tell Me Why is I don't know how the story goes. I haven't played the game myself, but part of the reason Al wanted to be out of this episode is because he beat Tell Me Why and was emotionally devastated by the ending. Mm. So I'm wondering, I don't know if it'll be distasteful or anything, but I'm wondering how, what could be in Tell Me Why to really damper someone's mood in that way? So I'm, I'm questioning, like, do they do something distasteful? Do they do something disrespectful? I'm just a little bit on edge about Tell Me Why, but I do think overall because of its more known status, it's it's got more buzz around it in general. I think Tell Me Why would win because it just feels like a, I don't know. Tell Me Why feels like the green book of of this category. Oh, oh <laughs> I, not I, that sounds really harsh because I know Green Book is kind of a mediocre movie, but like mm -hmm. it's just like the like green the, the whole thing with Green Book is like. Oh, it's a movie about racism and how you can change. And oh, we got to learn how to sympathize with this racist, but he's not racist anymore. Look at him. He doesn't throw the dishes away when a black man touches them. Anyway, it felt like a big crowd pleaser for a very specific type of group. And I feel like not knowing the entire voting committee for the game awards, I feel like tell me why it could be the easy thing of 
oh, I play Tell Me Why, and it makes me feel good because I'm supporting a trans character because it's a game about a trans character, but they don't necessarily have that trans lens to view the game. I think that's why I compare it to Green Book because a lot of people like Green Book because it is a white person's vision of a good racist redemption story and it makes white people feel good where if you're a black person watching it you're like oh man cliche 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 you know what i mean so i think that could happen with tell me why so that's why i put it there for uh me thinking it will win uh eric do you feel any differently is there a different game you're pulling for or i mean I, i'm pulling for spirit fair to win and i i think it will win Ooh, uh, okay because i mean just man that game, we all feel loss, and that game really helps with loss. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it, it, it's the most positive, not, I wouldn't say positive message, but it, it's a message that we can all get behind. Not taking anything away from these other games, but I, I think Spirit Fair uh, especially hits home a lot more this year, specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I, that's sure. why I think it's going to win and mm -hmm. why I want it to win. I respect that. I, I will give a quick shout out to Kentucky Route Zero. I know everyone everyone who's played that game loves it. And the type of things I hear from about that game, I'll I'll say it like this. All, like half of the people that I follow on YouTube for video essays and just really long form crit critical analysis, they've all played this game and they all have a lot to say about it. And that makes me want to really play this game. Because <laughs> if all the smart people in my life got thoughts, I want to have some <laughs> thoughts. So I really got to get around to Kentucky Route Zero, but um, one day, not today. <laughs> um, what is today is the best performance category. Another maybe hard one. We'll see. Uh, the nominees for this one, Ashley Johnson as Ellie in The Last of Us Part Two, Laura Bailey as Abby in The Last of Us Part Two, uh, Daisuke Tunsu? Suji. Suji, fuck. All right. Uh, as Jin Sakai uh, in Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Logan Cunningham as Hades in Hades, and Najee Jeter as Miles Morales in Spider-Man's Miles Morales. Side note, Najee Jeter, also uh, Sam in, yeah. the in The Last of Us 1. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter today. I was like, oh my god, I did not make that connection. Yeah, that when I saw that tweet, I almost changed my pick for who I wanted to win, because I was like, <laughs> fuck, that is... Talk about some range. <laughs> yeah, right. Growing up into your role. Um, but even though I'm still pulling for uh, Mr. Jeter there, I think I want Laura Bailey to win this for Abby. I Now, I know you haven't beaten The Last of Us Part Two yet, so I don't want to say too much uh, for you, Eric. But I was so surprised by how much I love Abby. Mm -hmm. And... I just think her character would be great. I, I, I think her character is great. And I think it's so impressive knowing the entire journey and where you meet that character versus where you end up with her. I can't believe I feel the way I feel about her after that journey. And I know everyone's going to vote for Ellie. I think Ellie is going to win, uh, you know, Ashley Johnson, her performance. I think she's going to win, but I know the divisiveness is of Abby, but I still think, Overall, I like her more ultimately, and I love Ellie. But at the end of the day, Abby's Abby's what's up. I got I got more wallpapers on my phone now of Abby in rotation <laughs> than I do of Ellie. So you know it is what it is at this point. Um, how are we feeling about this, fellas? 
Oh, man. I think out of all the categories, this might be the hardest one for me to pick. Um, and just real quick, talking about some people that I think might have gotten snubbed. Not that I. Oh, yes. <laughs> not that I feel like anyone I could take out any of this list other than I have not experienced Logan Cunningham as Hades. I'm sure it's fantastic from what I've heard. It's fantastic. But uh, shout out to Sandra uh, Saad, uh, who is Kamala Khan in Avengers. I think her performance yeah. is super damn great. And yeah, this would have been a good one for it. Um, I also, I'm sure Eric's going to laugh at me, but I think Brianna White as Aerith in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Why would I laugh? She's star. great. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't gonna laugh. Let's not take away from this. Like I think Final Fantasy. <laughs> Eric, I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm getting. Uh, that that was her. I think her first voiceover role uh, as Aerith in this game, and I think she knocked it out of the park. Um, but I, it, to me, it comes down to Ellie or Abby, Ashley or Laura, and I. It's a coin flip, really. Really. Uh, <laughs> It really is. I, I think Ashley Johnson deserves to get recognized for what she did as Ellie between the first and second game. But t- what Laura Bailey was able to do with Abby, again, without spoiling her arc, Lord is incredible. The, yes. It, it's just incredible. Um, and, like, as much as I didn't, like, love the narrative of Ghost. I think uh, Datsuke Suji as Jin did a phenomenal job. And, of course, Najee Jeter as Miles is insane. But I think I'm going to go with Ashley winning for real and wanting Laura to win. Okay, so we're in the same boat then. <laughs> oh, I thought you switched that. I thought you wanted Laura to win. Yeah, I, I want oh, yeah, Laura to win. We're right. But we're right. I, yeah. I think it's going to be uh, Ashley. Ashley, yeah. Got it. Yeah, how how are you feeling? Because I know you're you're on a different side of the completion of The Last of Us Part Two, so you might feel different. But what what uh, are your feelings on this, Eric? Uh, I want Najee to win because um, his Miles Morales is great. He's my favorite version of Miles Morales. Like mm. um, I I love Spider Verse Miles Morales, but I I much like Insomniac's version of the character is just so fantastic. He's so likable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he, he, it, it, it's yeah, he's great. It, it's insane how likable he is. And, but, and like the thing with, uh, like Logan Cunningham as Hades is great because he also voices, I think, Zeus and a bunch of other characters in the game. Oh, yeah. He, Tiny he, cast. They're doing triple duty. Yeah. And, uh, Daisuke, um, I played Ghost in Japanese. So mm. I did not actually hear his performance. Um, so I'm sure he did great, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> but, um, I think Ashley Johnson has got this. Ah, uh, there we uh, go. Because, yeah. I mean, she won in 2014 with Ellie, and I think she's going to take it home again with this one. Well, I'll be damned. I I am surprised. You know what? I, I understand. It, I, no. I don't even want to ask how far into The Last of Us Part Two you've gotten. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm about maybe halfway I know I haven't gotten to the part where I actually play as Abby. Okay. <laughs> so I'm still at I'm okay. still in that mindset where when I hear the word Abby, I get angry. <laughs> so, oh, my oh my god. You oh, okay. All I'm, I'm gonna been, say we've been there, Eric. Like, <laughs> we I, have I'm, all at, been there. 
I'm at the stage right now still where like when I see the word Abby, I just want to just like be the Doomslayer and just destroy Washington. <laughs> so I, I'm sure oh. I will get to it. I'm sure I will understand why she's a great character, but I, right, I still got I still got to give it to Ellie. I can't wait for you. I to, can't. I yeah. can't wait to see you get on Twitter and be like, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god just because oh man everyone wanted to kill laura bailey for like the month leading up to this game's release because things got leaked yeah. and then two people still wanted to kill her for like that first weekend and then everyone beat the game and so all i'm saying is can't wait till you beat the game yeah. so i will Woo, can't wait till that one oh comes, God. but I might um, leave this and immediately start up my grounded playthrough of Last of Us Part Two. That's hey, what I'm feeling like right now. Hey man, rumor is there's a PS5 upgrade coming for it. Oh God. So maybe wait for that high frame rate. Wink wink. Not there your it own. is. There it is. Oh uh, boy, man, I will be singing my praises once that comes out. And speaking of singing, best audio design <laughs> <laughs> is the next one. That would have been better for scoring music, but I'm sticking with it. Um Best audio design. The nominees for this one are Doom Eternal in Software, Half Life Alex by Valve, Ghost of Tsushima by Sucker Punch, uh, Resident Evil 3 by Capcom, and The Last of Us Part 2 from Naughty Dog Entertainment. Um, any snubs on here? I didn't really, I couldn't really think of any snubs. I'd say maybe, you know, Black Ops Cold War, but to be completely honest, I don't think. I don't feel like the the audio in Cold War was particularly strong. Just the modern warfare sound engine was super incredible. So playing that in War uh, Warzone for the last year has been really remarkable. But Cold War itself, meh. Um, any snubs on here? I feel like this one is just you know it is what it is. Yeah, I'm wondering where uh, Guitar Hero Three is. Legends of Rock. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know where it is. I mean, if you want to keep it real, where's Fuser? Hell yeah, where that would have been Fuser. I feel like so many, so few people played, let alone knew about Fuser. This might have been a place where it got snubbed there. Mm. Um, I'm not the biggest Fuser stand, but this is just something I'm noticing and pointing out here. So, hmm, interesting there. Um, but of the category, of the nominees that are here, I, once again, I'm going to say Last of Us Part 2 here. Because, man, the, the sounds and the... The audio design of some of the more impactful set pieces and moments of The Last of Us Part Two really did a lot. Where the the sound is doing a not so tiny part of the heavy lifting when they have these really small, intimate moments that have Avengers Endgame narrative weight <laughs> to me. Mm -hmm. And the sound is doing a lot of the work on that. So, like, it's a big deal. So, I would vote for that, but I think Half Life Alex is going to win. Um, just because in a perfect world, if Dreams won the one award it was nominated for, <laughs> I think people would be like, hey, we have to get we have to get Half-Life Alex something because it's Valve. They made a game. We should give them positive reinforcement. And so this would be the one that I would say. But you know, can't say that for sure. Um, so I'm putting Half-Life Alex as the winner here. Probably gonna take an L on that, but what say y'all? Y'all think I'm full of shit or not? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually leaning towards your same exact uh, two picks. Um, mm. I want Last of Us Part 2 to win for the same reasons that you did. I have a feeling Doom Eternal might take it. 
Um, I know, Eric, you were saying there were issues on the PC version, but I, I think back to the console playing on the PS4, and I didn't hear too many bad things about it, but loving the sounds of each of the demons and the, the way the guns sound, and I, I think it did enough there, and I think it will... It's one of the Game of the Year nominees. It's got to win one of these. Yeah. And, and I the, think it might take it here. And people complained that because the story got more serious that a lot of the humor was gone from the game. I'd argue the sound design brought a lot of that humor into the combat itself because heads popping like watermelons and just like the little <laughs> comedic cartoonish sounds that happen when you like rip a demon in half. It, it, it was really silly and hilarious for me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I could see it. I could see it winning. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, what say you, Eric? What, what are you feeling on this one? Um, I want Ghost of Tsushima to win, <laughs> uh, but I think yeah. Last of Us Part Two will definitely win. Uh, like the sound design, especially for like when Ellie is cleaning her guns. Oh like, yeah, the workbench yeah. of just every little thing in that game, like walk, like shooting glass. Um, the strumming oh of the guitar, every single little thing about that game is just exceptionally done. Uh, and the audio design, I remember specifically that one part where you're doing the workbench and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, that guy comes up and grabs you. Yeah. It, it was exceptional because I, you could, mm-hmm. I could hear something. I was like, what is that sound? It's like something running. What the, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so i think just it's like i go back to if if we look at it back to um 2018 red dead redemption 2 why it wasn't my game of the year it there was no denying that it was a technical masterpiece certainly and so i feel as though the same thing has happened here with last last of us like it everything about that game from a technical level is so well done that i don't see anything else beating it so, mm-hmm. want Ghost, Last of Us 2 will win. Yeah. And I'll show some respect to Ghost because I know some of the little, like, um, the calming breezes and the little chimes of different sounds and stuff in the game really help bring the atmosphere of that game to life for a lot of people. Um, and I'm excited to try it out myself when it's in 60 frames on PS5. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think it definitely has a case to win for Ghost of Tsushima. And considering I think Ghost is going to get The Last of Us, or I think Ghost is going to get Horizon Zero Dawn in this awards. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely it will. Because <laughs> it's one of those jacks of all trades, master of none things, where it does all of the stuff that you know and expect perfectly but it doesn't do anything new to make everybody like stand up in attention. So like, I, I, I think it's definitely going to suffer from that, but I think ghost could win this one. This one, this could be the bone thrown to them. So, you know, we'll see. Um, I like how we all, we all mentioned the last was part two, but we all have different ones in different places. This is going to be an interesting one. Um, so on speaking of music and audio and stuff, let's go ahead and get to the music part. Uh, best score in music. The nominees are doom eternal, Mick Gordon, Final Fantasy VII Remake, oh lord, Nubo Imatsu, Mahashi Yamazu, and Mitsuko Suzuki. All right, I tried it. I'm apologizing now. All right, uh, Hades, Darren Korb, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, Gareth Coker, and The Last was Part Two, Gustavo Santolia and Mac Quayle. I think that's how you say his name. Anyway, um, for me... I don't really feel any snubs here. Let me look back to what I've played this year. Uh, why is Tony Hawk not on here? Oh, <laughs> shit. That's a good point. You know what? 
I feel like Tony Hawk isn't on here for the same reason. Because looking at all these games, none of these have licensed music, you know? That's fair. With the exception of one beautiful moment in The Last of Us Part Two, technically. Mm -hmm. um, Most of these are strictly original music, strictly original songs. And I think, because think about it like this. In previous years, like I was actually watching, are we aware of who Tim Rogers is? I am not, no. All right. Do you know Tim Rogers at all, Eric? <laughs> uh, say, what, what do they do? All right. Long story short, they used to work at Kotaku. They're known for making incredibly long, kind of rambly videos about video games. Yes, like, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's, he's not necessarily funny, but he's just a quirky dude with like good opinions on video games. But he just gets way into detail and gets way analytical about shit that doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> so I watched a three-hour video about The Last of Us he did. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. And he, he said towards the end of that that uh, The Last of Us 1 lost this award at the Game Awards that, that year. It oh. lost that award to Grand Theft Auto V. Oh, that hurts. And you know what? You when you think about it, the actual original music and score of Grand Theft Auto V isn't really that strong. Isn't what nope. you think about? I'm sure people were thinking about, oh man, I could ride around to Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> like all of the licensed songs is what people thought about. So I think this is meant to push you more in that direction of original music, which is why you wouldn't see something like Tony Hawk on there because it has a great soundtrack. Mm -hmm. But it's a soundtrack rather than a score. So for sure. I drove That's around to Eddie Murphy's party all the time. Fuck yeah. yeah. I fuck <laughs> yeah. with that heavy, man. I was on that station. I switched between that and the hip hop station. It's like party all the time one night and Ali Bumaye by day. Um, anyway, shout out to the game, man. Fucking legend. Anyway, best score in music. I'm feeling, once again, Last of Us Part 2. This one is the one that I'm pulling for. I, I really there were narrative moments, narrative beats that tied directly into the music in the game, which is why I think it's just so excellent. Um, and of course, the music throughout is great. And Gustavo does another good job here. But goddamn, the narrative just hits so much harder thanks to the music here. And uh, I, I, but I don't think it's going to win. I think Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to get this one because I, I don't know exactly how or why. But I'm feeling like the music is the easiest way to a person's nostalgia bone. And I'm sure that they did a bunch of things in the game to remix some of the original tracks and to tie into some of that nostalgia. I think people are going to really love the music in that game because of that. And I'm betting it's going to lead them to get a win. Um, y'all can tell me if I'm full of shit since y'all played the game, though. <laughs> Uh, I you can't see me, but I am nodding my head aggressively at yeah. that answer. <laughs> um, I love the Last of Us Part Two music. Gustavo is a legend and a genius. Um, uh, also, you can see him in the uh, in the Jackson Settlement at the beginning. He's the guy playing the guitar, which is awesome. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I think the fact that he got robs from GTA Five might give it an edge to win here. But what they did with the Final Fantasy VII music in Remake and updated it and reworked it and gave it layers upon layers of like when the battle music is top notch. I will play that if I ever need to get hyped up, uh, especially the Airbuster battle music. Um, hmm. It is hands down my favorite music this year, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I want that to win. And, or, excuse me, I want Last of Us to win. Because I, I want Gustavo to get the the 
the recognition, but I think Final Fantasy VII Remake will win. Hmm. Okay, I respect that. How, you in the same camp, Eric? Uh, yeah. Uh, shout out though to Ori and Will of the Wisp. Yeah, like that has <laughs> like Ori and the Blind Forest had such exceptional music, and Will of the Wisp is no different. Um, mm. So shout out to that. Uh, I it's like a partway tie. Like I want Ori and Last of Us to win. Um, so if I got to pick one, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Ori. I want Ori to win. Okay. Um, Ori the Will of the Wisp to win and Final Fantasy VII Remake will take home the win Hmm. because one of the staples of Final Fantasy games is the music and I I don't really hear a bad Final Fantasy music. Mm -hmm. So I think Remake will take home the award here. Excellent stuff. All right. So it looks like Final Fantasy is about to sweep that, of course. I figured they needed to get something with a guarantee, and this felt like the right one to put it for. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, we're getting into the final four. Dun, 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 dun. And let's get to the main category that dreams should have been in. All right. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, not this one. We're, we're, we're getting to that two more categories down. But also dreams could have been for this one, too, because the art design was great. Um, best art direction. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Square Enix, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Sucker Punch, Hades, Supergiant Games, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Moon Studios, and The Last of Us Part Two by Naughty Dog. Um, this one, in I know I keep saying that, uh, actually, first off, are there any stubs? Because there's a lot of strong art styles this year. I don't uh, have any. I feel like all of these are pretty yeah. good. Uh, shout out to Miles. I think Miles yeah. should have been on this list with all the cool suits and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. Especially high fidelity mode and mm-hmm. uh, so high the Spider-Verse mode. suit alone. I should have got a hard direction. You know what? Yes, that they should have gotten a nod for my, that suit. Because playing with the, the, the 24 frames per second mode where it's animated on the twos, like, mm-hmm. oh my god. I, pl- I The first like four hours of the game, I played exclusively with that uh, visual mode on and i was impressed it was so crazy i loved I, it i used that for my new game plus mode like the first time i ran through the game i did it like the game wanted me to with like the classic suit and everything and then the new game plus i did spider verse on the vibe mod and i thought i'd get tired of it after a few uh, 20 minutes but nope i played the whole yeah. game like that because it's great <laughs> yeah man when you're doing those stunts and it looks exactly like the movie oh my god mm-hmm. tears <laughs> oh man such a great but uh as far as the ones we have here I'm I'm thinking I'm voting for Hades as the game that I want to win um, just because that art style is gorgeous. And uh, honestly, I want to give a shout out to Ori as well because I think it's equally gorgeous as Hades. But I think Ghost of Tsushima is going to win because it is it still has it's still very grounded in reality, but it feels like a fantasy when you're playing it. Just and I'm saying a lot for a game I haven't touched, but from the gameplay I see, it, it just is full of so much color and so much vibrancy, despite it being a fairly grounded tale. I, I think a lot of people are going to be blown away by that, and they're, they're going to be really appealed to that kind of dichotomy of looks. So that's what I'm thinking is going to win. Ghost of Tsushima, finally an award I will give Ghost of Tsushima. Um, so what say y'all? Uh, I I think out of this one, actually, I, I don't think Final Fantasy VII will win. I don't think I have a sh- it has a shot. Yeah, not uh, at all. <laughs> with the other four, um, and rightfully so. Uh, this is a tough one. I think any single one of those can take it. I think Hades will win. Okay. What I what I want to win is Ghost. 
Mm, okay, so the inverse of me then. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, for the same reasons, I guess. Yeah, for the same reasons. Uh, I I got the art book for Ghost and just flipping through those pages, it is so gorgeous. And how to how from what I've heard, how faithfully recreated they they took Tsushima and made it feel like it was Japan. Like, yeah. Disclaimer: hey. Haven't been to Japan. <laughs> yeah, no, have not been there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, what what say you, Eric? Are you feeling the Ghost Hades combo as well? Uh, I think, yeah, I think Ghost is what I want to win, and I think Hades will win. Um, there's a lot of hot people in Hades. Yeah, everyone's horny for Yes. Me. Shout Dude. out for Meg. <laughs> yeah, I mad shout out to Meg. It is incredible. I question my sexuality at least once a month on Twitter. But Hades has gotten it to where it's at least once a week. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the same whenever someone posts something about Henry Cavill. So I feel you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, Hades, it's it's so colorful and stuff. And that's not saying that just because it's animated and stuff, that it automatically deserves it. Because Final Fantasy VII Remake, like the characters look great. I will say, though, there were a bunch of stuff in Final Fantasy VII that looked bad. Like when you're going up the giant... I think it was towards the end when around all the destruction, like the background looked like a PS1 game. Oh yeah, it was just a JPEG. Yeah, it was it was yeah. bad. Um, yeah. But the characters in there look great. Ghost of Tsushima, like I said earlier, it, it is the most beautiful open world I've ever played in. Uh, all those colors, fantastic. Um, or in the Will of the Wisp, same thing as Hades. Like it's so beautiful. And Last of Us Part Two, I feel as though. It's going to clean up with the big two. Um, but so I don't think it'll win here. So I want Ghost to win, but Hades will probably win. Hmm. Okay. I feel you there. Um, I guess we'll see in just a few more days. But we have just a few more categories here. We're so close to the end. Oh, my God. We've been here for a while. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're pushing. We're, we're probably past the two-hour mark at this point. We're almost oh, at three hours. Yeah, wow. Three. <laughs> Remarkable. <laughs> Hey, for y'all listening, it's going to be a little bit shorter because, you know, I removed silence and it long stretches of silence. So it'll be a little shorter, but God damn, <laughs> here's your three hour podcast because the last one got corrupted. So it was only two. Here's your three hour one now. Um, here we are. Best narrative. 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. Okay. By George Kamitani. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Kazushi Nojima. Kazushige. Okay. Nojima. Motomu Toriyama. Hiroki Iwaki. And Sachi Hirano. Hey, well done. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> I feel like I just nailed the DDR move. Um, Ghost of Tsushima by Ian Ryan, Liz Albi, Patrick Downs, and Jordan Lemons. It's funny reading Ghost of Tsushima and then yeah. reading all these like not Asian names. Uh, and then Hades, Greg Kasavin, and The Last of Us Part Two, Neil Druckmann, and Haley Gross. Um, I'm going to say it right now. I think... I don't know, man. Be I'm so afraid because The Last of Us Part Two. First off, I know 13 Sentinels. Shout out to you. I haven't played you. Didn't even know you existed until you were on this list. <laughs> Apologies to you. Um, but for me, I'm so concerned about how divisive some people found The Last of Us Part Two that I think the vote's going to be split on it. I do think The Last of Us Part Two would take this away in a normal 
world, but this game actually came out and not everyone loves how the story went. So because of that split, I'm actually betting that Hades is going to win, even though I still am pulling for The Last of Us Part Two. So that's where I'm at on that one. Um, how do y'all feel about this category? I am pulling so hard for Last of Us Part Two here. Um, I want it to win, so that is my want to win. I am not going to be shocked if we have a Disco Elysium situation <laughs> and 13 Sentinels wins this category. Oh, my God. Um, I would not be shocked at all. Is that uh, your vote for what you think will win? I, I, I'm going to throw it out there. I think 13 Sentinels will win, and I think I want Last of Us Part Two to win. <laughs> I've heard nothing of, about, of good things about 13 Sentinels. Yeah, I've heard very few things. I've heard that name before, but I couldn't tell you what any of it means. It's a Vanillaware game. Uh, so it's Vanilla? Why is it on this? No, list? no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm trying to... Vanillaware did um, Odin Sphere, Dragon's Crown, Muramasa. Oh. Um, so it's that kind of style. And yeah, only good things from what I've heard. And I, I think I, this could be the Dark Horse like Disco Elysium was where it won... I believe mm -hmm. narrative last year. And also I do feel like the passion for 13 Sentinels could yeah. outweigh because a lot of people like Final Fantasy, but also a lot of people like Ghosts and a lot of people mm -hmm. like 80s. And I feel like they could split it between all four of those votes. Absolutely. And then the passionate few will sit there with Sentinels and just yep. stay strong on their guns. I could see it happening. Not going to change my, my votes, but <laughs> I could see it happening. Huh? That's an interesting one. How are you feeling, Eric? You feeling spicy as well? Uh, I think that, uh, this one, I think Ghost of Tsushima is what I want to win. Um, cause it's narrative was uh, very good. Don't want to get into it cause I've, I'm excited for you to play it, but, um, it does a good job with the whole binary morality choice thing. Uh, I know there was a time when we had good or evil picks in pretty much every game, uh, Mass Effect, Infamous, stuff like yeah. that. And so it was... It was nice that um, at sometimes it felt like it was a little forced for ghosts. Like, hey, we really want you to go this way with um, our narrative. But um, it, it does a really good job of what are you willing to do to save um, your family, people, uh, to that nature. And I thought it did a very good job. Um, hmm. And so I want ghosts to win. And I think that Ghost will win. Ooh, there you go. Okay. Uh, Hades, while it's great, I, I think the problem with it is you have to do that run so many times. You uh, have to replay and do the same run so many times for you to get the full narrative, which is not bad. Like, if that's how you design your game, sure, great. But for me personally, I, I don't like that. Um, so I, I want to give it to Ghost because I think you are right. I think the divisiveness of Last of Us Part Two is going to split the vote for it. But yeah, shout mm -hmm. out to Ghost. Uh, while I didn't love the overall narrative, all the side missions and side character stuff is top notch. I love those way more than the the main story, especially Masako's. Like uh, incredible. Yep. Interesting. Huh. Well. I guess we have our answer there. Seems like Ghost might win. <laughs> or The Last of Us if people are smart. Um, in any case, speaking of Ouch. smart, um, a bunch of idiots voted for this category because <laughs> this is the category 
that Media Molecule should have been in for Dreams. Best Game Direction. The nominees are, and shouldn't be, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, and The Last of Us Part Two. And just to get it out the way, Dreams is such a long shot of an attempt of a game. And the fact that they shot for the moon and landed on the moon is incredible. And it is something that deserves to be praised and deserves to be just, you know, shout for Naya Heavens how cool that is that they were able to do that. And this would have been the perfect place to say, even if it's not our best game, the fact that you went for it and succeeded is something to be celebrated. And here we are with these fucking games that are in every other category. <laughs> like, hot damn. Like, this is this really could have been the Kojima Productions Death Stranding win right here. Because Dreams is the Death Stranding of 2020, in my opinion. <laughs> and I hate that we haven't been accepting it as such. Because everyone forgot about it because it came out in fucking February. I'm done being mad now. Um, as for these existing nominees, I am... I'm pulling for Last of Us Part Two, of course. I'm pulling for that still. Um, but I think Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to get this one. Because mm. the impression I'm getting is that, of course, everyone loves the game. But I think they love it because it managed to take their nostalgic memories and make them new again. And also give them something completely different on top of that. And I think that's a really impressive feat. And even though I think The Last of Us Part Two just narratively is one of the most impressive stories I've ever seen. I think that people are going to see the impressiveness in the remake a little bit more just because it's playing with their emotions and it's handling with this precious subject matter and pulls it off. So yeah, that's how I feel on that one. Uh, what say you guys? Yeah, to echo that sentiment about Final Fantasy VII Remake, what they did to direct that game and to still make it feel fresh for uh, for a lifelong fan such as me but still hitting those nostalgic points is incredible um shout out to square enix for letting them kind of like go places at the end there uh, and and take a risk um but what i want and what i will what i think is going to win is last was part two um, i think what neil did with that game is nothing short of incredible uh to for again not with not spoiling because i don't want to <laughs> all the places that game goes man like you need to have a strong director in order to rein it in and make sure you hit those important notes at the right time and i know this is like a big word to be used for for games but in my eyes this game's a masterpiece Oh yeah, and, and I think Neil needs the recognition for that. I I, I want Last of Us Part Two to win. I think it will win. Mm, wow, I am surprised, and I agree with you. Like, just the things they get away with doing in this narrative—it's uh -huh. just batshit insane. And it's crazy that Sony even trusted them to do something like the things they do in this game, and it works. And it yeah. all works. And I I'm just surprised to high heaven on this one. You haven't beaten Last of Us Part Two yet, Eric. So we're gonna hop off. We're gonna hop off off of it for a second. What do you think about this one? Best game direction. All right. So I think this is gonna be like the situation last year where a game that should win Game of the Year, but it's not going to, is gonna win this one. Um, so here's my thing. I think I want Ghost to win because we expect 
expect this type of quality from Naughty Dog. We did not expect this type of quality from Sucker Punch. Like they made, I did. (laughs) They make they make great games, but they made what I think is their best game with this one. And to see all the love it got um, was very nice because Sucker Punch is a great dev, and I think they really showed people how great they are. And so that's why I think it should win best game direction is because of how great of a game they made. Like I was expecting to like this game. I wasn't expecting it to be my favorite game of the year hmm. so far. Uh, but here we go. Oh, boy. I think Half-Life Alex is going to win this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. you know what? I That is fucking blasphemous to hear. <laughs> But if I think about it, I mean, because it's going to hurt half, Evan it's, so much that the two categories dreams wanted to be nominated in Half-Life Alex is going to take it. And fuck like, Gordon Freeman. I, I think I think that like the word of mouth this game got, it was like, this is the VR killer app. Like nothing else comes close to it. And it's a Half-Life game. So obviously it didn't take everything by storm because it was only on one specific thing. That you could play on. But I feel as though this game was so good for those people that I, I can't talk about it much because I haven't played it. But I, I'm, that's my that's my uh, softball here. Not softball. This is my... Hail just, Mary? Yes, my Hail Mary. This is my big prediction. I think Half-Life Alex is going to win this category. You know what? I'm not going to completely call you crazy because... I, I feel like this also ties into the fact that Val made a video game, y'all. Yeah. And, right. and it was a great game. Even if people didn't play it, everyone knows it's a great game. I feel like people are going to want to give that game props in whatever way they can. And what better way? Like, it feels less like, oh, let's award Half-Life Alex. And it feels more like, let's award Val for releasing a video game. Yeah. And this is the award to do that if you want to make that point. So I could see it there. And I've also, I, I don't know any spoilers. But I've heard that Half-Life Alex has a very interesting connection to the rest of the series in a way that shocked and surprised a lot of people in a very delightful way. So well, I Death don't Stranding know. was a weird game and it won best game direction yeah. because it was Kojima. Like, I mean, because maybe yeah. Valve is releasing something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say paid. we automatically have to give it to them, but yeah, that's, that's I'm I'm low key feeling that that is the justification where they give it to him because it's Valve, where they should have given it to Trace because of Media Malik. Anyway, <laughs> um, there's plenty to be bitter about because I have a feeling I'm just gonna open up a whole nother ulcer of pain. Um, game of the year. Oh, let's take, let's get into it. The Big Daddy with the nominees coming in with Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima. Hades and The Last of Us Part Two. I'm gonna keep it real with you, Chief. I, 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 I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot here because I want The Last of Us Part Two to win. Uh huh. But I think God's gonna die on December 10th, uh-huh. 2020, because Animal Crossing's gonna win. Oh, oh my god. god! I'm right, I'm right there <laughs> oh with you, Evan. I'm right there with you, man. Oh my god! Part of what Eric said, like, uh give the the award to ghost for game direction to give it something because it's not going to win game of the year that's what i feel with last was part two i <laughs> want it so badly to win game of the year but it's not because animal crossing swept the nation yeah man god are you feeling the same way eric <laughs> no 
<laughs> oh, okay. No. Uh, okay, you already had a Hail Mary, so what is yours? So, I, I just... I don't know how to describe it, because I haven't played it, so I can't speak about it, but could you imagine how crazy the internet and Twitter will be if Animal Crossing wins this thing? It would be Untitled Goose Game at the Dice Awards again, <laughs> but worse. Actually, I, maybe I, not worse. Like, I'm not taking anything away from it. Animal Crossing came at a very important time. Mm-hmm. Like, there, I'm, not deni- I'm not denying its success. It's, what, the second most uh, sold game on the Switch now? Of all time, oh, yeah. um, but I, I just I don't see it. I, I can't see it winning game of the year. Like it was. Uh, let, let, hold on, let me see. Like what? the way that I can, the path I can see is that number one, plenty of people legitimately love Animal Crossing more than any game this year. Uh huh. Because you know, of course, it's adorable. Every good thing about Animal Crossing is already working in its favor, but. All these other games have things working against them where The Last of Us Part 2, great game, of course, divisive narrative. There are things in that game that people didn't like. Final Fantasy 7, people have, are divisive about the ending. Things in that they don't like. It's a miracle Doom Eternal even made the cut for game of yeah, the year. Yeah, I'm so, I'm surprised so, Doom Eternal real, made it. Real mm-hmm. talk, I think Fall Guys should have gotten one of these spots, probably over Doom. Uh, yeah, like, here's the thing. I love Doom, and I'm happy it's here, but objectively it feels like fall guys would have gotten that spot if not for maybe one or two votes that doom eternal won by even ori love i think would have been great here too ori love would have been good here too because everyone loved ori and ori got a lot of other nominations mm-hmm. but it feels like it's going to lose all of them to make room for bigger games yeah. I, um, I would put miles on this list yeah and yeah I mean, if, if we're putting doom eternal and animal crossing on this <laughs> I could see it over Doom Eternal because I like Miles more than Doom Eternal, probably. Yeah, uh, I do too. But yeah, it's just you look at this whole thing, you could say something against all of these. And Ghost of Tsushima, great game as well. But a lot of people said it's just another open world action but game. Did anyone suspect Sekiro to win last year? No. That's what I'm saying. No, I, I counted that out entirely. No one thought that was going to win. Yeah, and it I, was. I think yeah. people were saying it was either going to be uh, either control or prob- maybe resident. Like last year was crazy because we did. There was no clear who's going to win. Yes. Like 2018, it was either God of War or it was Red Dead Redemption Two. It yeah. was those two. Um, so for this one, obviously, I want Ghost of Tsushima to win because Oof. it's great. Okay. Um, I, I Last of Us Two is bringing it home. <laughs> I will be so happy if that happens. I'll have the same reaction when God of War won it because I that whole award show, I thought Red Dead Redemption Two was going to take Game of the Year, and I was I'm so be mad it didn't. Bugs. Honestly, I prefer oh, Red Dead over God of War. That's fair. It, it, I, I'm just setting myself up. I'm, I'm setting my expectations More. that Animal Crossing <laughs> is going to take this because when you look at this list of games, the other five nominees are all dark. For the or, or like not happy in the year of 2020, Animal Crossing is all about happiness and colorful and bright, and it hit at exactly the same time the pandemic went yeah. crazy. And for capitalism, yeah. <laughs> Tom Tim Nook, whatever you, raccoon self. Yeah, he's, uh, is he a raccoon? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah raccoon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nook I fell bro- off hard on Animal Crossing. I I played maybe two three weeks straight, and I was like. 
everyone was so far ahead of me and and in, in tests or whatever. I was like, all right, I'm not catching up. I feel like this is <laughs> becoming a chore to play. Um, I don't like that I'm saying it's going to win game of the year. I want it to be Last of Us Part Two, but I don't see any way it's not winning. I, I, I yeah, I feel like it's going to win. Just it, it has the most going for it. And all these other games, I could say some, even I, I didn't even mention Hades. It's a smaller title. So maybe not yeah. everyone played it. And even though people love it, it, it just doesn't have the groundswell that Animal Crossing has. It, mm. I really do think Animal Crossing. And once again, I know I'm going to, I'm going to burn down the city block. <laughs> if Animal Crossing wins. <laughs> all right, I won't do that. But like, I'll be upset. But the thing is, I also played Animal Crossing on release. I played it for about a month or two and had a decent time. And much like you, uh, I fell off. It started to feel like a chore, blah, blah, blah. But with these new hairstyles, they added um, some hairstyles that I actually have had. That I, I can now make my character look a little bit more like me. I'm planning on going back in. But like, God, if we're gonna nominate this this chore simulator with janky multiplayer as the game of the year and it wins, ooh, I don't know how I'm gonna feel, especially when compared to the golfing sim of the decade that is The Last of Us Part Two. Oh, uh, <laughs> anyway, wrong for that. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty wrong for that. Um, people will know if they played Wink Wink. Um, but without further ado, that's the end. Of the nominations and i would read all of the nominations here now i ain't gonna do that because we've been here for three hours already so we're gonna go ahead and just get into the housekeeping segment um so we're just gonna read a couple things that are happening on vgu.tv recently and upcomingly um and then we'll also give you two a chance to you know plug yourselves and plug anything you would like to around yourself so yeah let's go ahead and start off with some of these links in here um, apologies, there's a lot of things here. And we're recording this one pretty far out, almost two weeks out. So I'll probably add some more stuff here later that I'm not mentioning now. But for now, uh, we have a new VGU plays that is going to be up, Becoming a Titanfall 2 Master number five, The Beacon. This is my live stream of me beating Titanfall 2 on Master difficulty. Uh, still continuing that playthrough, so you can watch that. Um, we also have Life is Strange Episode 4, Part 7. That Let's Play series from Al is continuing, so you can continue to watch along with that one. Also, we have Let's Beat Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy, Part 15.5, um, which is another Let's Play series that Al is doing. You can continue to watch along with him as he plays through that. Um, in more modern stuff, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales PS5 gameplay. You want to see some raw... High fidelity, high frame rate, looting, shooting, rooting, tooting action. Then go ahead and give that one a clicky poo. Uh, I don't know why I said clicky poo, but we're not going to dwell on that at all. Um, the next thing we have. Oh, I've already, I've already given that one out. Okay, so that's a that's a double link. So let me delete this one <laughs> so I don't put that into the show notes later. Um, after that, we also have. Hypertime the podcast episode four. You can find that on YouTube. And I believe there's a new episode of Hypertime on the VGU site as well. If there is, I'll have it in the show notes, like always. You can check in the description. Um, we also have MLW Fusion 110 recap the restart. Is this a wrestling thing? <laughs> it might be. Yeah, it's definitely a wrestling thing. Um, I'm going to keep it real. Al's not on this episode. I know nothing about wrestling. So if, if you like wrestling, check that out in the link <laughs> you'll be able to read about that stuff if you know what any of those words mean um one thing i do know what it means 
Uh, Graydon, another one of our members on VGU, he wrote an article about revisiting Frozen 2, which apparently when Frozen 2 came out, it was a bit of a divisive game. Wow, game. Divisive film. <laughs> so, uh, of course, we do write about all types of media on VGU.TV. So he wanted to talk about his thoughts on Frozen 2 coming back to it. And I should check that one out because I haven't seen Frozen 2 yet. And maybe I should finally watch it and give it a shot here. And he actually reviewed it. So if you want to see what he thinks about it, give that one a clicky. And then that's all of the links. Uh, the last thing I want to say here is a programming note. Um, by the time you are hearing this, it will be, let's see, December 2nd, which means next week is a week that I have entirely off from work because I asked off for that like two months ago. Um, what we're going to be doing, there will not be an episode of the Players Club podcast next week. Instead, what you're going to be getting is at least one episode of Keeping It 100. That's right. Keeping It 100 is coming back. My plan, now we're recording this way early, so by the, I have like two weeks until this time. My plan is by the time the week of the, I guess, ninth is when that Wednesday would be. By that week, I want to have almost the entire Keeping It 100 finale edited so that I can premiere it live at 11 on, let's see, 11, God, okay, let's get my numbers right. We've been recording for a long time. All right, let's get it. Um, I want to rep- premiere the Keeping It 100 finale on December the 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern. That is my goal. I have to finish editing everything and finish all the work for that in order to make that happen. So that is the tentative plan, but no matter what, whether or not the Keeping It 100 finale falls through or not, I will be making an episode that week where I will go through all of the games 101 to 198 <laughs> that didn't make the list for the final 100 count. So you, if you want to hear another solo podcast of me just talking about video games, you can hear me. Just go through the reasons why these games didn't quite do it for me and why I like them still despite them not making the list. So you will be getting that next week no matter what. But look out for December the 11th, my birthday, which is why I'm doing all this stuff, because I like celebrating my birthday with internet content, turns out. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got. Now let's hand it over to our guests so they can give you a little bit of pitch of what they do, starting with you, Eric Madu. Hold on, my mic wasn't down by me, so here we go. Better. <laughs> right, um, no hey, my name's Eric, in case you weren't paying attention earlier in the show. Um, I am on yeah, a small ago. little um, show called The Penultimate Conquest. Uh, got a bunch of kind of funny best friends up in that. Uh, we record every Monday and Thursday. Um, you can follow it at Penultimate Conquest on Twitter. I'm going to have my Miles Morales review up there in a second, what I thought about the game. And also, FYI, a little fun fact about me. In 2012, I was given the honorary title of being a member of Shaquille O'Neal's posse. So, Oh, oh sweet. Yeah. Wow. In the back with Shaq. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Yeah. A Shazamite. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't I don't like I don't like the mouthfeel on that word. I'm gonna cancel that on my vocabulary. Okay. <laughs> um but yeah, I'll make sure and keep a link to Penultimate Conquest so they can check that one out. And um as for you, Kyle, what goes on with you? Oh, too much, frankly. Uh but you can <laughs> find out uh find me over on Twitter at Mr. K Step. Um if you are a PlayStation fan, I do a weekly PlayStation podcast. Uh, er, um, 
Eric hasn't been a guest yet. Emmett has been a guest on our show. Um, so please go check that out over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Um, the Trophy Room, a PlayStation show on YouTube. And uh, we have a Patreon. If you search uh, PS Trophy Room on there, you can support us if you would like. Uh, we do Road to Greatness episodes where we, where we deep dive into the biggest things in, in PlayStation each and every month. Um Three years running. It's our biggest year yet. So hop on for PS5 and, and enjoy the ride with us. Uh, if you are more into the indie side of things, uh, we just recently rebranded Kinda NYC, which was the New York area of Kinda Funny Best Friends community, into 6-1 Indie, where we're highlighting indie developers and indie games that you should be playing. Uh, you can go to 61indie.com, twitch.tv slash 61indie, or at 61indie on twitter and search 61 indie on youtube you can find us there we had to lose the custom url so hopefully we'll get it back again one day and um in a couple weeks from now on new year's eve on the posting of this podcast uh we are going to continue our extra life stream that was prematurely cut short after 12 hours because of technical issues uh we've already raised over two thousand dollars uh our goal was 2500 so we're very very close uh the plan is on New Year's Eve, we're going to celebrate New Year's around the world as we play games to raise money for children. Uh, like every hour? Every hour, I think, <laughs> is the goal. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. So check us out over at twitch.tv slash 61indie. And yeah, thank you again, Emmett, for having me on. This was a blast. It was a fun one, man. I, I appreciate both of y'all coming on despite the three-hour recording <laughs> sessions ended up being good lord. Yeah, I, uh, forgot, yeah. To, I forgot to mention my Twitter. Uh, I think about oh, yeah, Eric C. Ginn, G-I-N-N, on Twitter. So, yeah, there's that. Yes, indeed. And, of course, with any guests that we have on, I always keep a link to their Twitters and then all of the sites and podcasts that y'all pimp out. I make sure to keep links in there, too. So, once again, you can click their names for their Twitters and then look further down for all of the stuff that they're up to. Um, and that's all we got for today. Thank you all for listening. If you listen to this episode this long, holy hell, I appreciate you. <laughs> but as we all, as I always say, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching, consuming, supporting in any way you know how and can. I will see you in the next episode. I will see you in the next thing on V2.tv. And as I always say, keep it real. Keep it real. Bye bye now. Oh my God. I can't believe you recorded that. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>